to your sanity safe space the call-in show where you decide the topic from love chat for matt to the hate in your heart i can't believe it there are no limits you can be nice i love legends you can be mean i don't give a fuck or you can blow it all up Wednesday at 9. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hello. Um, Normally, I, I like to get right into the calls and we will, but... I got to talk a little bit about what happened at the Rittenhouse trial today. I know you saw some, yeah. if not all, uh, your thoughts. It's wild. This is a nonstop thrill ride, isn't it? If people didn't see uh, it, it's very rare that something like a court proceeding or I don't know, you're watching any, any kind of trial or any kind of official event. I don't get emotionally bothered. Yeah, I wanted to metaphorically strangle that prosecutor. Susan. Oh, my God. I know if if people didn't see today, I'll give you a quick summary of what happened. So Kyle, in not a total surprise, because the defense had alluded to this in their opening statement, Kyle takes the stand, which yeah, kind of a questionable move, because if you believe the case is going well for the defense, for your team, it's a risk to put him up there because the prosecution is going to get to question him. And but they decided to do that. And I get I get the the argument in in favor of that, too, because if you believe the truth is 100 percent on your side and you want to make Kyle look confident and you want to make him um, relatable to the jury, you go ahead and do it. I get that move, too. So Kyle takes the stand. They decided that was their strategy. And he maintains his confidence and his composure uh, pretty well until he starts talking about the attack on him first by yeah. Joseph Rosenbaum and he just yeah. breaks down and he just, they have to take a break because he can't even get his words out. He he breaks into tears and I get it. I mean, it, it obviously was a hugely traumatic event for him. Understandably blue yeah. checks are going to speculate. He faked it. Oh, Oscar winning performance. Okay. Whatever. It didn't look fake to me, but fine. You can believe that if you want. All right. But the defense goes and, and they stick strictly to the, facts of of what happened and kyle tells his version of the story which is the first time we've ever heard it since this event yeah. happened all right prosecution's turn the prosecutor starts questioning uh kyle and almost immediately starts asking him about how he exercised his fifth amendment rights uh to remain silent with the police at the start and of course what is that that's questioning the fifth amendment rights of the defendant and so Break one. The judge has to be like, dude, you can't do that. You're teetering in unconstitutional territory here. Fucking cut it out. They're doing this on purpose, right? They're skilled prosecutors, aren't they? This cannot be sheerly incompetence. That is the speculation. And, you know, one misstep maybe is a mistake. But that's not all that happened. So they... They get in really dicey territory right away to start. And then the prosecutor goes through a whole bunch of irrelevant bullshit with Kyle, right. including what kind of video games he played. Isn't yeah, it true like, that like there are violent. AR-15s in Call of Duty? Is it that true, Kyle? Is like, what, what the fuck are we talking about, dude? But that goes on and on and on. And then recall how we've been talking about this in our discussions prior to um, 
prior to prior to the to the trial, there's this piece of video of Kyle and his friend, his friend recording a video. Kyle and his friend are watching what appear to be thieves, looters at a, at a CVS or some similar store. And Kyle says, bro, I wish I had my fucking AR. I would shoot rounds at them. And this is months before it's an unrelated event. And the judge had said, yeah, we're not going to. To be fair, he had said, I'm not going to allow that unless it becomes relevant somehow. But he, right. he had, it was inadmissible evidence. It was excluded. Yeah. The prosecutor just starts asking Kyle about that video. And the judge. All right. Jury, get out of here. Just like, rages yeah. at the prosecutor for like a half hour. Deservedly so. And accuses them of bad faith. And it would appear <laughs> that it's bad faith. It's like you knew that the judge at, at the pretrial had said, we're not going to talk about this. That Unless I give the green light, this isn't happening. He didn't give the green light. All right. So, so that happens. They get absolutely wrecked by the judge. The defense then moves for a mistrial with prejudice, meaning this was not conducted fairly or properly. The case yeah. is over and the state can't bring the charges again. The judge said he'd take that under advisement. That hasn't happened yet. But to the, the, the question that you were raising, is the prosecution throwing the case in the hope of getting a mistrial that they can then retry? They know they botched this so badly that they want to try again. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I think I, that's exactly I, what they're doing. You think that they accidentally brought up information that they knew was barred from, from the jury. It's beyond no belief. Way. It was so, and honestly, I know it's a lot to watch, but if you have any interest in this case, Watch the cross-examination of Kyle Rittenhouse today. This is the assistant DA Binger, the guy with the lesbian haircuts, asking Kyle Rittenhouse for hours. This thing went on for hours and hours and hours, mostly irrelevant. But then you finally get to the relevant stuff, and he's just trying to establish intent. And he keeps just badgering Kyle. You intended to shoot Joseph Rosenbaum, didn't you? Of course. Well, because he was coming at me and he wouldn't stop. Yeah, but you intended to pull the trigger. You intended to kill him. And he just goes through, just keeps asking him the same questions over and over again. And you can see Kyle is getting really worked up see and bothered. Kyle. There were a lot of incidental see Kyle's, but the prosecutor is asking the same questions over and over again and just repeating them because he doesn't like the answers that he's getting. This guy, it's not that it's a primary argument. This guy appears to just be an absolute piece of shit to me. I don't know how else to how else to call this. This guy is an absolute jackass. I can't figure out what he's doing. And I don't know. I don't want to get too confident here. We'll get to the calls momentarily. I know I've gone on a little while, but man, if this if this ends up in a murder conviction for Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, I don't give me all the black pills I can swallow. Dude. Oh, I, yeah. I can't see a jury siding with the prosecution on the facts, let alone the abuse that they put on display today. And I don't even mean abuse of Kyle Rittenhouse, the person. I mean, abuse of the judicial system. Yeah, they have no respect for that judge. They have no respect for the rules that were established with their participation before this trial. This guy, uh, he he deserves uh he deserves fair legal retribution, Susan. That's what he deserves. Yeah. I. Anyway, I, perhaps people will want to talk about it. Perhaps you guys won't. Um, if not, uh, we will certainly get into this on Sunday because I can't believe what I just watched. But uh, of course, you guys, most of you are familiar with how to participate in the show. If you are not, there are instructions for how to participate. 
uh, in, well, in the description of wherever you may be watching the stream. I did get one thing I will have to note on the rules of participation are friendly screen or dangerous spaces reminds me if you are waiting to get into the show, please wait in one of the uh, the uh, either in the waiting room or in the quiet waiting room because that's where he'll find you. So please be sure to be in there if you're if you're up soon for a call. But other than that, we'll take your calls and uh, we will respond to your super chats every half hour as well. And of course, we'll respond to your questions, uh, email questions at the end of the show. If you'd like to send an email question to the show, the one and only place to do that is on the contact page of the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com slash contact. Before we get into the calls, I, I should offer you a final word on Kyle if you want it. But I feel like I've said everything I've had to say. Um, I mean, if this doesn't basically get thrown out, it's going to be a travesty and people are going to freak. But I've lost all faith in the legal system. So who knows? Uh, who fucking knows? Let's see what people have to say. I realize I have a bad habit of banging on my is desk. Is it you? So I was I thinking think it, it's not me. No, I think it is me. So okay. when, especially when I, when I get real worked up <laughs> and and that's the thing the judge got so pissed man he was on that that level what's the highest or the second or third highest level of white rage now hold on a minute that's the level that he was on yeah see here bucko yeah he was there kim are you there yes i am hi kim how are you Hello. how are you how are you guys doing thank Pretty you good. for your patience had to talk the kyle trial because it was so insane today Dangerous spaces told me that's what you're talking about, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. What's uh, what's on your mind? I'm just trying to give a few white pills, if I may. Please do. Yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> we, I, so I work at a public school um, in Pennsylvania and just got an email um, from administration and board today that the um, Commonwealth Court of Pennsylvania um, struck down Tom Wolf's face covering order for schools all right um, so i can go back to being mask free in schools until right. they file an appeal and it stayed and goes back to that but that's great for the time being i will enjoy normal again that's good and so it's effective immediately you're in the clear you don't even have to wait for anything. yes effective very good um because our school district had decided before school started that would be mask optional um if they I think Tom Wolf, I think I heard that he appealed, but we haven't gotten anything yet that we're going back to masks. So they already told everybody that you don't have to. But until there's like an official stay from the court till it goes out, like, you know, the whole legal process, you don't have to wear masks. So Good. that's great news. It's I probably was, so annoying. It is. It's really annoying teaching in masks, but I was grateful for that. Um, and then I also just kind of want to share, I was actually thinking a couple weeks ago that I might call in with a potential hate, uh, hoax, yeah, um, hoax hate okay. or real hate, but it never actually went to anything. Um, I was informed by my students that somebody wrote, I hate N-words in <laughs> bathroom stall at our school. And, and it was that's, you. In the, I, that's in the bathroom stall at every school, formerly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I called out to the office and said, I was informed that there's some vandalism in the boys' bathroom. Yeah. Um, I didn't say that I knew what it was. I kind of want to see if they make a big deal about it. Do they not? Never heard anything. Huh. So nobody cares at school. Well, yeah, very few people care. Are you telling me they were. just cleaned up the uh, graffiti, if you can even call it that? Like the yeah. old days where the janitor just walks in there and uh, cleans it up, and it doesn't really matter what kind of swastikas yeah. or what kind of... I, I, all these people who get uptight about this stuff, you know, 
It's as if they've never been to a sketchy roadside gas yeah, station bathroom ever. or something. Yeah. Like you, there's a reason that funny things. It's like entertainment while you're in a gas station bathroom is to read what's on the wall of the stall. You know, it's like yeah. one of our one of our other kids. I don't know who, um, but we had a GSA Gay Trade Alliance club at our school, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and there was a poster outside of the hallway. They took that and hung up in the boys' bathroom as well. Um, and I don't think Mr. Never found that happen. I, apparently, they might have defaced a, a pride flag in the library. That's just speculation. Um, Why is there a pride flag in the library? Because the yeah. librarian is the GSA advisor. GSA <sighs> is? Gay Trade Alliance. So they don't in, they don't think that that's uh, like a political endorsement. Um, well, it's a club, so it's a, a club at school that is oh, okay. permitted. Um, so it's after hmm. school when they have this, but it Even, was since taken down. But um, it's like I you're think, talking about in the library, not in like the club's meeting room. Well, it's because the librarian is the club advisor. Hmm. So that's her classroom. I don't know. What if she was the leader of like young Democrats or something? Can they put up yeah. a Democratic Party well, flag? There were some students who were wearing like who had Trump flags, like either mm-hmm. around their shoulders, or their backpacks. And those got not taken, but told to put away. Of course. I think the kid I think the kids and parents pushed back against like the hypocrisy. And so now the, the gay pride flag is down. I guess they said, OK, no flags of any kind allowed. Yeah, well, so con- consistency. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh. Well, thank you for the call. I'm glad to hear things trending yeah. the right way. Yeah. So Gen Z is pretty based, which is Good. kind of kind of encouraging. Good. Well, enjoy the smiling evening? faces while they last. I can't wait. I can't wait to see their faces again. Yeah. All right. Have a great night. Thank Bye-bye. You. you as well. Okay. Orwell's ghost is up next. Orwell, you there? Yes, I am. Hi. What's on your mind? Uh, fucking Marine Corps birthday. That's what's on my mind. Oh Super yeah. Fun. Yeah. What's, been, uh, sorry. Go ahead. I've been on Philip Sousa and and just putting on the uh, Marine Corps songs on on the YouTube. And my wife walked in while I was marching in my own house. So. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah. We're excited. Well, we're excited. I'm excited. It's a good day. It's a great day. We were born in a bar, so it's it's like the only it's like one of the few outside of the church. It's like one of the few dogmatic things that I buy into. And uh, yeah, I've just just been enjoying my day. How are you guys? Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm worried about this Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't no, worry we're... about it. He had like I, I was going to say something about it. He's he had like I think there was about 20 minutes I was listening to the commentary on Rakita Law today, and he had about 20 minutes where it didn't go very well. But yeah. then the prosecutor, who's sort of a retard, started. Is he? Is do you think he's a complete dipshit? Yeah, or is, is he, he doing super something? incompetent? I think he's got a play. No, no. There's 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 two things. He's I I I think he's he he kept pressing a button that ought not be pressed and Kyle broke down. And I think Rikita even mentioned, or one of his commentators was like, yeah, every ounce, like every foot you gained in the past, like hour, you just lost it. Like he, it was essentially snatching 
snatching you know victory from the or snatching defeat from the jaws of jaws victory. Of victory yeah. And and I don't think it was particularly great, but at the same time, like the the old judge is based. Yeah, and he's really cool. I'm a fan. Yeah, he's he's and it, it's it's interesting watching him watching him sort of like interject and talk about case law. This really is a lesson in how trials go. And I think he's probably interjecting himself a lot more because he knows I suspect and I don't want to I, I don't want to speak out of turn. My wife's the lawyer, but I suspect that this thing is going to get to the boiling point where he's going to give a directed verdict and he's gonna be like this is this is total horse shit and i think he's gonna do it because that that goes to the point that that you guys were making about the prosecutor is the prosecutor's sort of throwing this thing because it's like it's clear and obvious that it was self-defense but the prosecutor can keep boogering this thing to the point where the judge is going to take it into his own hands and then the prosecutor is going to say Oh, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. It was the yeah. judge. He took it into his own hands. Please vote for me. So just so our our listeners understand, when you say directed verdict, this would be the the judge basically saying there's no evidentiary or even rational basis to convict on the evidence presented, right? Like yeah. this it's basically excusing the case, if I understand. But yes, correct no, me if I'm wrong. No, no yes, no legal no no legal advice here. That is that is what that is what that that particular definition means. He he takes it out of the jury's hands, and he he effectively renders a verdict. And you can kind of already sort of see it because he is, does like, he have full discretion to do that? He he has the authority to do that, or is there some well, condition most, that has to be met? I I, I I I'm okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know that, but I do know that. Judges hold a lot of discretionary power when it comes to those sorts of things, and right. he he in particular this this guy is is particularly interesting because he's again this is where it, and I don't want to take up too much time I'm sorry but he's it's a local I shouldn't say local it's a district a district uh, trial or a local trial rather than a federal or a state trial or whatever. So it, this is why it's, it's, it's really interesting to watch because it's a national event or a national story, but it's like a very localized situation. So he was like citing off Wisconsin case law today yeah. and people didn't know what it meant. They were like dialing on the super chats. They were like, what does this mean? And they're like, well, we don't know. And it's because, Again, it's it's a very it's a very decentralized issue. So, yeah, I'm um, sure every state runs their runs their system on that differently. But uh, right. so yeah, man, yeah. I, I, I think I think it's going to go well. And and I, I, I think he did fine today. It, it, it seems shitty, I, but I really questioned the decision to put Kyle on the stand at first. I thought I you know, too. If, if you're if I you're do doing so well, this seems like an unnecessary risk to me. However, afterward, I, I think it was net positive. I think that Kyle Dude. mostly held his own. Yes. And I yes. think that for any any minimal gotchas that the prosecution got, they just came off looking like jackasses yeah. for yeah. hours yeah. on yeah. end. They look like they look like real assholes. And I think what you have to say at the end of the day is uh, as much as we can sit back and say, well, Napoleon said 
I think it was Napoleon or Sun Tzu or something. Like, uh, never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. But yeah. the prosecution made a mistake in the in, in by making him cry. Either way, it, it it's going to go well. Well, Find in fairness, he cried. He cried on the direct, mostly from the from the defense. It, but exactly, yeah. and I will say, fi- like last message. Find your white pills where you can. I want everybody hmm. to be happy and everybody to be like jovial about the world. Just it, it's a shitty, shitty time to do it. But find your white pills where you can, and I will talk to you guys hopefully next week or in a couple of weeks. Sounds good, man. Months. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. You, you guys take care. Bye. Man, I, the thing is, I hate to look at the total acquittal of Kyle as even a white pill, because in any sane society, it needs to be a given. Well, and actually, in any sane society, this trial doesn't happen doesn't even because happen. the charges yeah. aren't brought. I know. And I was. Um, it might be I, a cultural turning point, but how many times have I said that? I just don't want to get my hopes up and the, for them to be dashed, dude. That would just be so tragic. I, <laughs> it happened. It's again. so apparent that there are some people only looking at media coverage of this, and some people actually watching the trial. I saw a shoe on head tweet earlier today saying, "Like, you know, I've been watching the trial, and it's okay to admit that you were wrong about Kyle Rittenhouse." She she tweeted that out, so it's clear to me that she she had a preconception. She's watched the trial. She understands that there's been a lot of bullshit said about this. And I'm I'm browsing through the replies just to see what kind of that faction of the Internet. Is she getting ripped? By her own people. Some people Why? see it. Be, oh, I can't believe oh, right wing shoe confirmed white supremacist shoe confirmed. It's like you guys, none of you watched any of this. And it's mostly just memes of Kyle crying. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Right. You try whatever. It's like, I mean, I appreciate that from her, but it was very obvious that it was that these were the the facts of the case from pretty much the get. Yeah. I have to question anybody who was who anybody who automatically dismissed the self-defense claim from the start, because that's really a litmus test for did you do your own investigation of this or not? I'm not saying that you had to come down definitively on Kyle's side, but if you did any serious effort at looking at the video evidence, you would see that there's clearly a case for self-defense, whether you agree with it or not. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of an indictment on people's ability to look into an issue before making a decision. But Anyway, okay. Uh, what did I, Ben Shapiro say about him from in the beginning? I don't know what he said in the beginning, but overall, I, I don't know. From what I've heard, he hasn't said anything that's been uh, damning of Kyle, at least that I can recall. Okay. I but just I assume that he fucked this up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Marie is up next. Marie, you there? Yes. What's on your mind? Oh, I... I was just talking to Dangerous Spaces and said I, I usually am later in the list, so I didn't really have anything to talk about tonight. Ah, um, well, that's all right. Well, yeah, I, this whole thing is just crazy with Kyle, and I feel really bad for him. I can't even watch the poor kid on the stand. I It was, it was it awful. It was hard. It, yeah, um, it was genuinely... <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it was emotionally bothersome to watch. Yeah. Because that's usually not my experience with this stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that it was, it was hard for him. And and the fact that he was, I mean, just so disciplined in using his gun that night and like, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't reckless. He wasn't, he could have, you know, the way they portray him, he could have been, you know, 
a lot worse. That's for sure. So well, and the, the line of questioning, it's uh, apparently I'm supposed to let a guy take his boot and stomp my skull into the concrete before I'm allowed to defend myself. I'm supposed yeah, exactly. to allow Wherever Gage Grosskreutz to shoot me know? in the face before I can defend myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where's the line, you know, of where you can and can't? And I, I think this kind of, I mean, I just started carrying like recently. So for me, this is, you know, this is a real like, okay, is it going to be okay for me to even use this tool that I'm, you know, legally allowed to carry? But yeah, yeah. Kind of puts, puts everyone kind of on their toes, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that's, but, that's why this, this gets me so bothered is, um, Kyle, some people might consider this a preposterous statement, but to me, Kyle really is an everyman to the extent that you, yeah, he carried around a rifle, which is a little bit less common of behavior, although it's totally, at least for any adult, that's totally legal behavior in Wisconsin. There's nothing wrong with that. But did you see the police testimony? He was like, we were outnumbered and overtaken and the city was burning. What What I'm saying is like, he's an everyman in that any one of us could be out in the wrong place at the wrong time, like he was and suddenly become the target of a mob. And if we're carrying in the way you're describing Marie, we would be forced to defend ourselves in a way that none of us want to have to do as Kyle was testifying today, but it's either that or presumably get killed or maimed or seriously beaten. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, what's really on trial here. When you, the, the, the extend the logic that Binger uh, extend the logic of his questioning He's asking Kyle, well, why would you carry a gun if you didn't intend to use it? Why would I put on a seatbelt if I don't intend to get on a, in a car crash, dude? Yeah. Things happen to you. <laughs> yeah. You can't be this you moronic. Precautions sometimes, you know. But yeah, you're exactly right. Like it, it could be Kyle could be anybody. And if and if this goes the wrong way, can we really be confident that we can defend ourselves or our families if we have to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that. I mean, even if it were to go the wrong way for him at this point, I think he has, you know, the chance for, to bring it up to higher courts and you know what I mean? Like, I don't really know the court system really well, but I just have a feeling if I don't, I don't think this is murder. I think it's definitely self-defense and, you know, anyone with a logical brain can look at the evidence and see that. I mean, just watch any video, (laughs) you know, it's, it's kind of, and been I, decided in most people's minds for I mean, since about a week after it happened, you know, I was speaking with someone. I had to reacquaint myself with the charges because I couldn't remember exactly what the murder charges were. Uh, murder one, by the way, <laughs> just, yeah, just what so were we're they clear. doing bringing them <laughs> murder one. Uh, the, the idea being Kyle intended to and, and, and pre-planned to some extent or you know, knew what he knew exactly what he was doing and had the, the premeditated intent to kill these people. Yeah. And that, that's not been demonstrated, <laughs> not just beyond reasonable doubt. That's not really even been spoken to by the prosecution. I, I can't that's imagine crazy. anybody on the trial is convinced by this. But then again, I thought that there was plenty of reasonable doubt in the Derek Chauvin case, too. So I'm yeah. trying to be reserved. This is this a one. much stronger case, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I think the um, prosecutor is making an ass of himself. So, you know, it's I don't know who said it, but they were, you know, kind of putting flaw on him basically in the trial like he's asking the same question repetitively and kind of dumb questions and you know just making really ridiculous statements like about the bullets and you know stuff like that it's just the exploding hollow points about if you're gonna yeah. yeah 
know what you're going to talk about if you're going to ask these questions. Like, you know what I mean? Especially if you think he knows what he's, if you think Kyle knows what he's talking about, you should be able to one up him and say, oh, well, you know what I mean? It just doesn't yeah. make any sense why he's doing it. But yeah. Well, even that well, line of questioning I found bizarre because if people didn't see, he was asking Kyle why he was carrying FMJs and I guess not hollow points. And he made this bizarre comment that hollow points explode when they hit a person. They expand. All right. They're weird. Yeah. They don't, it's not like an explosive. Um, but I think what Binger was trying to get at, he mentioned Gage Grosskreutz carries hollow points. Yeah, he does it illegally, <laughs> but you don't care about that. Uh, yeah, exactly. but but the point being i guess he was going to try to say that like kyle carried fmjs with the intent that they that they over penetrate so like kyle not only intended to shoot joseph rosenbaum but he wanted collateral damage down range i think that's what I he was getting like at if you're going to defend yourself you kind of grab whatever ammo is accessible to you yes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're not kind of going to be picky and choosy in a dire circumstance. You know what I mean? Like, he's I, not I, like, hmm, let me think about what I'm going to bring with. You know what I mean? It's it's more like, oh, my friend's gun. This is the ammo that he brought. This is what I used. Like, it's not I don't think there was a lot of calculated decision making on that part. Well, and he's the sort of guy, you know, it's it, the implication was you should have used hollow points, Kyle. <laughs> Because that's responsible. But, you know, he's the kind of guy that if someone shot someone else with hollow points, what do hollow points do when they hit a human body? He doesn't. There's no principle guiding what he's doing. He's just a jackass trying to get these bizarre gotcha moments. And he doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. It was so infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you for the call. The last thing I have to say is. Uh, as the conspiracy theorists say, what are we being distracted from <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's uh, all I could think about today when that's like all over all the news everywhere. So I'm like, well, what the hell's going on? Something's going down. That they're being the quiet scenes. about, you know? Yeah. You're probably right. But, all right. Well, anyway, have Marie. a great night, guys. We'll yeah. See you all the time. best. <laughs> okay. We are due for a break. So let's tackle oh, that wow. quickly since we're right on time there. Okay, let me reload. Okay. We have Long Dong John. Am I the only one looking at the Rittenhouse trial and getting Chauvin deja vu? The prosecution did terribly there too, and he was still convicted. Yeah, I'm I'm worried. I'm stressed out about this. What's uh, I do have a little bit, but I, I agree with you that the um I think this is a stronger case for the defense. I think what's really worrisome here, too, is no matter what happens in the outcome of this trial, I was never worried that people were going to riot on behalf of Derek Chauvin. If Kyle is convicted of murder and sentenced to some long term, he he could possibly face life imprisonment, but some yeah. long term in prison. I, I do fear that there will be some kind of um, unrest or backlash as a result of that i guess what i'm saying is going to be unrest if he's acquitted yeah that's what i'm saying no matter the outcome on this i think there's going to be uh some bad stuff sorry yeah Yeah, some bad stuff on the horizon so that worries me imagine how he's feeling right now though i bet he's probably feeling pretty good you could see relief in his face when at that moment when gage grosskrutz admitted uh, yeah he only shot me after i chased him down and pointed a gun at him and Gage Grosskreutz acknowledged that. And you could see Kyle, see Kyle. You could see him kind of sigh in relief and almost have a, a kind of an emotional moment just there watching because he knows yeah. how substantial of an admission and acknowledgement that is. 
So hope I, I hope so. I mean, man, I, I, I just, I feel really bad for the kid. I, I think it was probably poor decision-making for him to be there. He probably shouldn't have been yeah. but at the same time. It doesn't mean he deserves any of the stuff that happened to him. And whether you buy it as authentic or not, I do. This is a kid who went through an, a life-changing traumatic incident and will live with the consequences of that for the rest of his life. And by that, I mean just the mental wrestling that he will have to go through knowing that he had to take the lives of two people and nearly a third because that is the choice that was, or the necessity that was presented to him. Yeah. Any, if to the extent he's deserving any punishment, trust me, he's, he's already had plenty of it in his own mind. Maybe he's and, uh, handling it well for his ability to take the stand and do what he did today, I think is admirable. That, that that's a level of I'm mental just saying fortitude. It'd be really easy to rationalize murdering Antifa. Oh, maybe he has <laughs> uh, hypothetically, Susan, maybe he has no. Yeah, maybe he's, he's he doesn't worry about that, I suppose. But yeah, come on. I mean, even even if they deserved what happened to them, which I believe in this case they did imagine the horror of, of killing a person and, and trying to flee a mob after it, ha- after it happens. Yeah. But some people are better equipped. Like I know people that have killed other people in war situations and they uh, never think about it and they sleep like babies and they genuinely are fine with it. I'd have to, I'm, I'm sure I'm not, that's I don't true. Know if he's like that, but I mean, we're also projecting that he's dealing with all these emotional yeah. difficulties. Maybe he's like, Oh, I, I wiped out two shit libs. Who gives a fuck? And it's not that this doesn't happen in war. I don't know the circumstances you're describing, but there are what Kyle experienced is up close and personal too. There's sometimes there's a range element in, in, you know, war environments, sometimes not, but Kyle saw their faces. I mean, they're right on him. He dealt with all of this. It's they were all so ugly though. Maybe that helped. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite argument. That's so, so many stupid arguments from, from Binger, but one of his arguments was you when you first saw Joseph Rosenbaum, he looked like this, right? And he's like wearing a stupid red T-shirt and yelling, shoot me, N-word. But then when he ran after you, didn't he have the T-shirt wrapped around his face like a mask? Yeah, he did. Well, then how did you recognize him? Because he was the same short guy with the same voice still telling me he was going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you couldn't see his face. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I. He's he really short, right? He was really short. Yeah, he's pretty short. identifiable. <laughs> like, yeah. if a man covers his face, how could he possibly be identifiable later? Yeah. Oh. Especially in the time of COVID. Like, it's not a super great time to be. Not to mention, he didn't kill him because of a positive ID as Joseph Rosenbaum. He killed him because the guy kept chasing after him and I'm refused to stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the positive ID was not really relevant anyway. And it's a preposterous argument because obviously I could make a positive ID because I already yeah. interacted with him. Yep. Um, Inari the Kitsun Today was my last day of gunsmithing school After 14 months I'll be getting an associate of occupational studies degree Hopefully I can wing the weapons tester job At FN Oh that'd be cool That would be an awesome job FN is a a gun manufacturer They make a lot of cool guns that I would like to have But they're awfully expensive Although He was 5'3 Oh come on Tiny little man Yeah uh, that would be an awesome job. And, uh, you know, if you get a job at FN, remember your old friend, Matt, when you have that employee discount. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, Slasher, good luck, man. That's cool to Rikita hear. Rikita Law had been doing great live streams with commentary. 
connection lost. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. How weird. I just got a notice saying connection lost. Can you still see me or is your video still up or what? Yeah, everything's still up. Weird. Okay. Yeah, just keep going. Um, Rakita Law has been doing great live streams with commentary of the Rittenhouse trial. Happy birthday, UCMC. UCMC. Hoorah. Uh, oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. Um, yes, I, I don't, I'm not super familiar with Rakita Law, but I know they're crushing it on the streams uh, for the Rittenhouse trial. So good for them. Uh, last one for right now. Chris Hines. Placebo pill. The leftist spin is, has been 4th of July flower firecracker level, mostly crying memes and gross cunts <laughs> saying he thought he was going to die. Let's go Brandon. I like that one. I, I'm really? loving the everybody mispronouncing uh, his name. <laughs> uh, my wife didn't think this is what they said, but it was close enough. She thinks he should be called gross queef. Because <laughs> they're saying gross croots or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't want to go super low. I there were times where I felt bad about making fun of Gage Grossqueef. But after his testimony Monday, Grossqueef is a perfectly applicable descriptor. Yeah. For that guy. Um the guy's a liar. The guy is a, a criminal in many contexts. Um he he openly lied. He the guy's an absolute jackass. I don't feel any sympathy for him at all anymore. Yep. Not that I ever really did. I just the door was open maybe. We're good for right now. Okay. Let me uh, grab a couple over on Tippy stream. And I know I'm doing terrible on time management, but it's one of those nights where, man, I'm, I'm just fired up about this topic. So it's like, I got so much to say about it. Captain Norway. Thank you for your patience, guys. An update on last month's Norway terror uh, shows that two females. So this was the bow and arrow incident. Two family, two female cops it. showed up with guns and confronted the bow and arrow guy. But, he ran off uh, when the arrows started or no, the female cops ran off when the arrows started flying. He stabbed and killed five people after that. Such toxic masculinity. He did. OK. OK. So female cops first on the scene. They were not able to stop him. All right. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Here's a fun history uh, fact. British General Charles O'Hara was the only military commander in history who surrendered to both George Washington and Napoleon Bonaparte. D.A. Binger should take a page out of his playbook and give up like a bitch, too. Fair enough. Uh, Phil says to keep this from getting memory hold. Remember Jake Gardner. He was the Marine vet from Omaha who was forced to defend his bar from burn loot murder BLM. He was uh, going to face charges for standing his ground against the hordes of jogging enthusiasts. I do remember that story. And yeah, that guy, that guy took his own life because mm -hmm. he was in a similar situation. Now, I don't know as much about the specific facts of that one kind of followed it from afar. But as far as I understand, dude was in a similar situation where his business is under threat, had to defend himself. They bring charges. He's gone. Just an Man. absolutely terrible story. Just hang in there. Jeez. Otter's going to says finally have a replacement car. I got to use a 20 Civic hatchback. Brand new MSRP. Ouch. At least the child seat anchors are nice. I even 3D printed a uh, Walther PPQ holster for the console, too. I'm all set for Mad Max times after this court case. Well, that's good to hear. And I'm glad to hear you and your family are healthy. If people uh, recall, Otter's going to uh and company, which includes his newlywed wife and their two young children who are named none other than Matt and Rebecca, by the way very proud and grateful for that uh, they I were involved know. in a, a, a car uh collision of some kind i think they got rear-ended or something like that yep. but yeah. uh, i'm glad to hear you guys are well and all the best to the family uh over on d live silosopher thanks for supporting the show contrarian appreciate it uh let's see who else we got dave's bit F fungual 
giggling spy uh deb stop not dubstep but deb stop appreciate it thank you guys all right let's get back into the calls and i will do my best to shut the hell up and let you guys talk for a minute uh doom machine you there yes i'm here what's on your mind well i'm I'm great to be on here i've been uh, watching the show for a long time and i was told that it's actually a a little bit different than I came to the show from watching Blonde initially than uh, instead of watching Matt. I I don't know. I don't know what the breakdown is, but I've heard a lot of people say that recently, especially. Yeah, well, I guess in, in 2016, there was a lot of, uh, of young uh, young female conservatives coming on onto YouTube. And, uh, yeah. I remember Blonde being on there. Says. Well, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I'm uh, out here in, in California, unfortunately, stuck out here. Uh, mm trying to look at the housing market, which is, it just still, it's crazy insane. I'm on the central coast. So it's just, it's beyond ridiculous. Has it, uh, I know like in San Francisco, which, you know, it's dropped from completely unobtainable to just simply insane. Yeah. Um, is that true statewide or is it just, is it just well, in know, like the cities that people are fleeing? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to shop, shop in an area of the central coast known as, you know, the Beverly Hills of the central coast where oh, okay. every house on the street in which my daughter lives is, is a million dollars and it certainly should not be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the, in the town next to it, I saw a, uh, built in 1946, uh, technically two bedroom, one bath, uh, obviously lived in by a very odd lady for 50 years, uh, on sale for half a million dollars. Wow. Ah. What a steal. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, thankfully I'm, I'm a, as a, you know, disabled veteran in that particular County, I uh, get a lot of tax breaks and have a little more buying power, but mm. you know, the stuff that comes on the market, even in, you know, in the price range I'm looking at it, I, I, maybe if my son said, Hey, I got this new starter home with my wife, look where we live. And I say, Oh, that's just nice. So you can move up at some point. Yeah. I'm not going to pay half a million dollars for something that I feel like that about. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm looking into buying something, buying a piece of land and sort of trying to make something out of it and work within a price range. But it's a definitely, definitely a, an adventure trying to are you yeah. uh buildings are you rough too. a long-term yeah. californian or are you new to the state um well I, I raised in california but i spent you know many years in the military so here and there yeah. all over the place but my my daughter's here and she's about an hour and a half away from where i am now so i'm trying to get a little closer yeah so you're committed to california is, is what i'm getting at you you don't yeah you, whether i went to all. or not you know my daughter's yeah. going to be here for another 10 years till she's an adult or so so i need to mm-hmm. you know do what i can do in, in the point in time and i don't want to be a renter for the for my whole life so. yeah yeah well um i, I don't know what's i wish i had uh you know insight on the real estate market there i don't oh, but yeah. godspeed it, it man. that's <laughs> well there's a lot going on in, in nationally at zillow for instance you know they stopped buying houses about a month ago or two months ago and now mm-hmm. they're selling them at massive losses and laying people off and their stock just stumbled so hmm you know, it's, it's questionable where it's going, but you know what, moving on from that, you know, just, uh, obviously everybody's talking about the Rittenhouse trial today Yeah. and, you know, watching all the, you know, seeing the commentary and, you know, what CNN says and what New York Times says and just the way they twist all these things just really can just go to your head and just, just drive you crazy. The things they choose to highlight are so, yeah, it's like the things they're saying aren't technically untrue, I suppose. Some of them are untrue, but it's just it's a selective highlighting of things that are not at all the most important things that happened. And they select them because, yeah, they want to they want to portray it a certain way. They want to emphasize that gauge gross gross queef uh, tear on his cheek, you know. But yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's 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 important, you know, to not let yourself get too wrapped up in the negativity of of it all, because especially 
with you know this audience or, or yourselves you get you get so engaged in what's going on it can really really uh mess your head up if you spend yeah. a little too much yeah. time and you gotta take a take a take a moment you know go go down to the store to buy a snack and, and you let yeah. yourself cool off get out of the house yeah I, I i had to leave for a little while after the after they finally stopped for the day today because i yeah i just i can't look it's at that stupid asshole's it? face yeah. anymore oh yeah you know yeah it's, it's one thing that came up today that sort of as, but of course they had the uh, the climate summit and they had a uh, Greta Thunberg in the in, in the news, hmm. you know, doing her, her usual things. And you know, Matt, th- thinking of a person who could so easily get corrupted and messed up as more than she already is, I I I would place a, a wager that by twenty five she meets uh, some sort of eco terrorist, a uh, smooth talker, <laughs> and uh, ends up in prison. <laughs> That's a good prediction. Uh, if when that happens, <laughs> I want you to email me. And remember this date, say, go back to that November 10th, 2021 show, because yeah. I really well, because, it. you know, the frustration is palpable. And, you know, we all have frustration over things. But, you know, she's trying to get so much done, you know, because she was obviously raised, you know, raised like, you know, that that uh, that uh, I can't remember the, the name of the uh, the Kung Fu artist they raised wrong to get them himself beat up in the uh, in the Kung, Kung Fu movie I'm thinking of. But, uh, oh, I don't know. You know don't ask she, me about she movie has her, She has her issues, and uh, she was raised thinking the world was going to end, and she keeps trying to make a difference, and none of the changes that happen are uh, making any difference in her mind. Well, and yeah, she's going to radicalize as more You wonder, because her whole bit is, upset. you adults, all you adults do is just screw over us young people. That's her whole bit. It's always the, the adults have uh, forsaken us. Yeah. And eventually she's, <laughs> I mean, she is an adult now, but eventually she's going to be like 35, 40 pushing 50 and then the question is like are you still gonna rage are you gonna rage against the 80 year olds or will you yeah. acknowledge that you actually don't have the power to do well, all yeah, of these things you're gonna realize about? as we all realize you know that the uh the powers that be they they say they're making a change and it never turns out to be a half what it's supposed to be yeah and you know the frustration that builds especially who's with someone who uh like her has has some uh you know, possible challenges, you know, yeah. leaves her wide open for a possible corruption. We'll see. Well, thank you for the call and Godspeed with your uh, housing purchase. And uh, yep. thank you for your service as well. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. Wonderful to talk to you guys. You Me as well. Too. Thank you. Bye. All right. Uh, Jimney's up next. Jimney, you there? G'day. Hi. Down under. What's going on? How's it going, team? What gave it away? Uh, well, um, I suppose the accent, but you know, I, I know the man behind the curtain in this case. So. <laughs> Thought it was maybe the hat I was wearing. Yeah. Um, we sure had some Kyle talk or some white pills. Unfortunately, I got a bit of a black pilled story, but I do have a question and a bit of a white pill to finish it off. Okay. Okay. So, um, having a bit of a family issue. So we've had extremely close family my whole life. I'm talking. Is there a way I can turn down your mic? Your your mic's really peeking out on me. I don't know if we can turn that down a little bit. I'll just move it away from my face. Yeah, that might help. Thank you. How's that? Oh, Uh, way better. Thank you. Okay, cool. So yeah, really close family, like uncles, cousins, always really been very strong um, until COVID. And this thing has completely split us down the middle. So you've actually got my family, my immediate siblings, versus the rest of the family on this vaccine shit. And it's not like a matter of, oh, maybe you should just get it. It's no, you will kill people if you don't get it sort of mm-hmm. level. So I've had like quite a lot of really acrimonious interactions, particularly with my brother-in-law and my uncle. Um, my uncle is a biologist at one of the universities out here. Um, 
But like, I'm not a biologist, I'm not a scientist, but he's not one of the PhD guys. He's one of the guys the PhD gives their work to to do all the fucking bitch work. He's not. It's not like I'm talking to someone that mapped the human genome, mapped this shit, but. Uh, basically got into a thing with my sisters. So I've got two sisters. The youngest one, based as fuck. You'll never actually break her on the thing. The other one knows what she's doing, but she's a mum. She's a lot softer and a lot easier. And they've basically been targeting her hmm. uh, to try and get my dad vaccinated because his mental health has started to deteriorate. They've got, uh, what's it called, power of attorney over him. And his sister and my brother-in-law are demanding he be vaccinated, like, immediately. No exception. He must be vaccinated. So we basically. Or else what? Like, like are they own. are they making threats or something? Or he will die, and it will be your fault. Oh, Oof. so it's like a threat against you guys. It's basically we will hold this over you as yeah. you will be the ones that are responsible for my brother, your father's death, because you refuse to get him vaccinated. And why don't they hold him responsible for his own decision? Because he's got dementia and he's gotcha. not really capable of making this decision. However, as he was still lucid, he said, I'm not putting anything that has the fetal lining into my oh, body. Oh, okay. Because he's so, a very, very strong Catholic. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, so anyway, they've been going after my sister really heavily. I kept trying to interject. I eventually just said, look, just tell him every single thing you give them, every single argument you make, say, but he said this. And then eventually they'll have to say, okay, fine, I'll talk to him. So I got to talk to them, um, shot down every single argument they threw at me. Like my uncle sent this massive written thing. I went through a guy that's a doctor and a PhD in bio, uh, molecular genomics. Um, he said, yeah, everything you've written here is solid. Sent it back. And my uncle basically goes, well, your sisters did a really good job when I said, think critically. And uh, they listened to what I said as a scientist. But you, you failed miserably. Because, and just went into this condescending think critically means obey. I'm not qualified to make statements about how a study right. involving 20 people can't be representative of 210 million. Like yeah. just stupid stuff. But the issue with my sister, she's pregnant. And my brother-in-law is reaching panic levels of you must get vaccinated or the baby will die. If oh you get God. COVID, the baby has no chance. And he is apparently getting quite hysterical. She's about six months in now. <sighs> as bad as the thing is, my question is, I'm thinking about the conflict of my sister, youngest sister and myself in her corner just saying, you can't get this, sending her everything we can. And her duty as a wife to follow the lead of her husband. Okay, so so just so I understand, the pressure on the sister who's the mom is coming from her husband, the father of the child. That's Correct. now the, the uncle, now unborn child. Mainly, yeah, her husband yeah. and his family who are the Ooh. government said it, so it has to be true. Okay, retard. Yeah, uh, do you have to defer to her relationship with your with her husband? Is your question, I suppose. Yeah, like as as a wife. Should I be? Or should we be stepping back and saying, "Look, as a wife, you should be following the lead of your husband." Ooh. And if he says you need to get vaccinated, we can't really interfere. This is a thing. Man, that's that's a really honestly, tough man, call. It could be tearing their marriage apart. Like I'm seeing what it's doing, and this is and what's, potentially marriage ending shit. What's that but is, is her tough. is her inclination with you guys as in uh, leans against getting the vaccine, or is her inclination? Absolutely no. She's completely against it. She's been saying, "Thank okay, God so- I'm pregnant," because that's at least an excuse. Oh, okay. So, so he's asking her to violate her convictions. On top of this, yeah. 
Because he's saying, no, it's absolutely safe. The government has approved it. It went through phase three clinical trials. Forget the fact that Pfizer completely lied about their data and the TGA didn't actually even read their data before they approved it. He's, he's even said ivermectin is poison and <laughs> lost oh, their shit when we found out we had my dad on a prophylactic uh, regimen of that before they banned it and the doctor wasn't able to prescribe it anymore. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it says ivermectin is poison, like just 100% against the narrative. But it's just, it's a complicated issue for my youngest sister and I. Right. Where does the line of her following yeah. the lead of her husband begin? and our advising against doing something that could potentially risk the life of our future niece or nephew. Well, yeah, I mean, her her greatest obligation is to her child now. And the obligation to the safety and well-being of your child is stronger than any obligation that you have to be submissive to your husband, for sure, mm. for sure. Well, and I suppose uh, what, yeah, I mean, I was curious what you would say about this because, you know, it seems like a very, a, a very blonde question. Um in terms of, you know, just you would have this thought out philosophically. But I, the point that you just made makes sense to me in that if I have to, I mean, for, for my wife and me, our commitment to each other is itself a gesture of commitment to the child. The commitment to the child is of the highest, I would say is the highest priority. I think that's the right assessment. So well, that's the issue. he thinks he is acting in the interest of the child by pushing this because he believes the child will die if she's not vaccinated. Right. But okay. So, but does she defer to him or does she defer to her judgment for the child's best interest? Um, essentially deferring man. to a better argument, Ben. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, but he's, he's entitled- emotional. Yeah. Massively. Right. So, so he's not going to be reasoned with your attempts to reason with him are, are futile. This is the the kind of thing that, you know, I, I, I generally don't believe that people should get divorced almost under any circumstances. But like this is the kind of thing where I'd entertain it if I were, were in that situation. Well, they've already got four kids, so I definitely want them to. He's going to have to get I mean, he's going to have to get over it. I mean, women should not be giving ultimatums, but she's going to have to stand firm on this one because the, the well-being yeah. of her children is at stake. Hmm. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think like, I guess what I'm trying to think of is what is your role as the siblings? When we'll, I know we'll have to wrap this up because we, we'll have to move on. But um, to me as the siblings, yeah, I think you really have to defer to her judgment in that situation. I don't think that it would be right for you guys to go and pressure that situation from the outside though, either. Or would you disagree? All we're that? doing is advising. Yeah, you're not. And we are very strongly saying he's you're wrong not making, when he says this. And you're not making those similar threats of you will not do this or we will hold it against you. you no, know, we're not that, saying you can't listen to him. We're not saying, yeah. but we're simply saying, look, he has said this, that is wrong for these reasons. Here's evidence. Um, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have a moral problem with talking to your sister and advising to the extent that you guys are in regular communication. Anyway, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I just wouldn't try to coerce, mm-hmm. you know, that sucks. Yeah, no. That's a that's a rough situation. I'm really sorry. Keep that long. But that was the black pill. A quick white pill to finish. Um, All right. From Australia, there's a new party called Australia One, led by a guy called Ricardo Bossi, B-O-S-I. He's an ex-Special Forces uh, officer. Have a look into this guy. He has openly said he is calling for the... Re- if he gets into power, 
Second Amendment's doggone control in Australia, reintroduction of the death penalty, wants to execute the Prime Minister and anyone else he believes has been involved in the COVID thing, wants to leave their paintings up in Parliament House with red paint across, executed for treason, executed for treason across, and like, this guy's talking some gold. Go on. Uh, This time listening. You know, I've been very sceptical of the death penalty. And then the last year or two hit. Now I'm thinking... Uh, only where appropriate, Susan. Only where, uh, only where <laughs> assigned by the legal system appropriately. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe my perspective is starting over the systematic slaughter of hundreds of thousands, not millions of people, pretty much qualifies. Uh, yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, thank you. For anyway, that. that's and me. I'll leave to it. All the best to your family. Appreciate it. Yep. Good yeah, luck. Cheers. Take it easy. I guess the point that I'm seriously getting at is for people in power who abuse it, there is almost no fear of accountability. I know. And it's I'm incredible. not saying I'm not seriously saying that death has to be the appropriate accountability. I'm Maybe just saying we would that only have to kill one person. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm who's going to be the lamb to be sacrificed in in that one. Uh, I but mean, I am imagine saying that, how Nadler would feel if Nancy Pelosi's head was on a pike. <laughs> I'm not sure that he could even uh, see up that high. So short. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, there is a problem with people in power so confident in their ability to abuse it that they, they fear no accountability whatsoever. That is seriously a problem. And, and how you create that accountability, I think, uh, is, is the serious uh, thing I'm trying to get at here. But let's take one more call before the top of the hour. Pixie, you there? I'm here. What's hey. on your mind? Hey. Uh, my question's for uh, Blonde, actually. Ah, um, were we supposed to talk on this week on Telegram? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay. It's we okay. can talk about this now if that's what you call for. Yeah, it's it's partially what I call for. Okay. Um, so I was married for 15 years. My marriage is over. And uh, I went on Tinder just to, like, get in back into the dating world. And that was, that was a shit show. But, um, (laughs) I, I did meet someone that is incredibly based and, um, but my, and so I, we're, we're together now. And, um, my question for you is that I'm kind of, uh, like a, a strong personality. And although I'm reserved, I'm a strong personality, I guess you'd say like alpha female or something and kind of like challenging, how what, how would you suggest uh, um, being with someone who is more like you've described relationships, like a leader and stuff, you know, given that I'm kind of set in my ways and stuff. He's he's yeah. similar to what you've described your husband is in the way he wants to, like, lead the relationship and, and stuff like that. And that's something I'm not used to, but want um, to be. Yeah, it, it's a real challenge. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to act like it's easy, but when I struggle with it, um, I try to imagine what life is going to be like in a post societal collapse being with a, a beta male. And then I try to appreciate his stronger characteristics, which are, are difficult for me to deal with, but that's because of my personality defects and being a strong woman is a straight up it's a personality defect. (laughs) It it is not good that we are like this. It is bad. I I should resist all urges because I'm constantly trying to take a leadership role in my, in my marriage, which would be a disaster. I would immediately 
drive us into a a ditch with my female thinking. So like I, I have to be submissive to him and just make a conscious effort to do it every day, but it does not come naturally. Um, yeah. So what are those, some of the things that are, that you're having pro- problems with like specifically in terms um, of his behavior? It's not really his behavior. It's just like my, my, you know, default, like wanting to like, you know, okay, let's do this. And I, I want to lead or challenge a lot and, and stuff like that. And not like just kind of let him just lead and, and follow his, his, you know, um, path that he's putting forth. Like it's, I don't know, it's, it's not, it's nothing like not specific stuff, but just, it's just a new role that I'm not used to. And uh, it'll become more natural to you. And what was your ex-husband like? Oh, (laughs) passive beta. Uh, I, I by default had to lead because he didn't want to make any decisions or anything like that. So, oh, well, I mean, the juxtaposition might be reassuring, right? Because you know that that, that that marriage failed for a reason. And so in light of that, just try to, to view these challenges with a positive light, like, like you're moving forward in a positive direction. Um, because you are. I'm sorry okay. if that wasn't very helpful. I mean, this is this really is something that I struggle with on a day to day basis with my husband, and I'm sure he wants to murder me sometimes. <laughs> it's, yeah, we're kind of hitting that point too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just communicate. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah thanks for calling. All the best. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we are due for another break, and then we'll Fuck, hop totally right back into the call. I was going to set up like a call with her, and I completely forgot. Wow, jeez! Ah, which reminds me, I am interviewing actual social justice warrior tomorrow. We're going live at noon, mm. and we're going to talk about the Julius Jones case. Um, if you people are not familiar with it, you should check it out. So I know I've been off of my channel for a little while, but I will return tomorrow to talk about Julius Jones, who is clearly guilty. And hopefully is going to get executed on November 18th, but we will see. I don't know the case. I'll have to this mother check it out. fucker. Oh, okay. I'll, I guess I'll, yeah, maybe I'll just learn tomorrow. Uh, should we do a few super chats? Uh, yeah, real quick on Tippy stream incompetent hand says in regards to my Trump question from uh, Wednesday, I guess that was, I, I get that abrasiveness isn't always efficient, but really uh, rushed vaccines, uh, no wall, Fauci, social media censorship, bump stocks, and the economy uh, was what destroyed was what destroyed it was. Um, sorry, it's very hard to read Tippy stream as always was what destroyed it um, was make make the <laughs> I can read this, I guess, make the Golan Heights great again. That's what he said. All right. Um, I can't remember the specific question. Was it about how would you advise? Was this the one that was like, how would you advise Trump or what would you, I can't, Ooh, we didn't I have a Trump remember. question last Wednesday, but I can't remember the specific one. Anyway. Um, do I generally agree with your, your beefs there? Yeah, mostly. Um, do I think that that means that, that, that Trump, that Trump would never have my support? Probably not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess I, the only thing I would push back on here is, well, I mean, he was loyal to Fauci. He definitely did prop up Fauci for a while. Yeah. But he wasn't, I don't think he's like, I, I think he kind of saw the light on Fauci, although he had the authority to fire Fauci and he never did. Right. So probably, probably could have done better on that. Yeah. He um, he really bitched out on COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been, I suppose it would have been nice to see, uh, 
a little bit more leadership early on there. But in fairness to him, I think there were a lot of people who he's the president of the United States. It's not fair to compare everybody to him, but there were a lot of people who, in my opinion, at least were way, way, way too eager to give up a lot of their fundamental rights, a lot of their fundamental freedoms in exchange for perceived security. Maybe I'm sure Trump participated in some of that, although at least he didn't do it himself. Uh, at least but as didn't soon as leaders that perceive that people are willing to do that, they will become op- opportunistic. That's true. Uh, irrespective oppor- of COVID, th- there was going to be some kind of event that took total control of the sheeple. And he had opportunity to be more forceful in his leadership, and he was not. I think that's I think that's a fair criticism. So anyway, thank you for um, thank you for following up on the question. Are we good? Uh, just over on D Live, Dave's bit. Thanks for supporting the show. Simon Racecheck says, "Got a rare Thursday off, so I watch. I get to watch live. Probably too far down the list, but had a great chat with Red Falker in the waiting room. I'm fangirling all over the place about after getting to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> he's God. got his own fan base now. That's good. He probably does. I'm sure he's loving yeah. it. Stogies and Boomsticks. Rittenhouse did great in his testimony, but it was a risk for him to testify. Littlefinger is a massive pos. <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to Grambo." on the photo and the photography rain man. Uh, Grambo was like this old lady who I actually didn't, I have not seen her testimony yet. She was an older lady who testified yesterday, I think. So that one, I, saw I a little bit of to. it from I hypocrites video. Hmm. Um, she couldn't answer any questions because they kept objecting about the phrasing they being the, Prosecution, the prosecution. Or the defense? who brought her the, the prosecutors brought her the defense did uh, i i only watched the i hypocrite section where she basically wasn't saying anything because of the interrupting objection so i assumed gotcha. that it, she was a defense witness Am um, I, incorrect? I, I don't know i don't know i i didn't see it but i the defense, know, yeah the, the prosecution rested their case yesterday right so mm-hmm. she she would have been early anyway i'll have There's to check so it out. much footage it's like i i've got to get through more that's, of it that's before. what i couldn't believe uh oh you're talking about the trial so much mm-hmm. footage of, yeah it, it goes on and on but and why are the, the pews empty uh, like i don't five know five people in the audience yeah well they said said they were going to be pretty restrictive about who gets in but i don't know that's true uh rocky mountain monk to paraphrase barack obama if i had a son he'd shoot like kyle rittenhouse <laughs> that's close to what barack said i suppose totally uh dave chase from a current law enforcement officer i'm extremely disappointed law enforcement officers of kenosha charged this kid with all the evidence they had not surprised the fbi is corrupt charge binger well, that's that's the question. I it, it, There are all sorts of reasons to believe that the police department had engaged in some questionable and or corrupt behavior with the DA's office in gathering the evidence and presumably on the decision to charge. But as far as I'm concerned, make no mistake, the decision to charge was not evidence based. That was yeah. politically based. It was politically that decision based. was made right away. And there's a reason that Gage Grosskreutz was effectively not investigated or at least not investigated with the same scrutiny that other people were. And that's because they had decided early on, this guy's the victim. This guy's the aggressor. The perpetrator. Exactly. I don't yeah. give a shit what the evidence says because the politics dictate that. So in the absence of political pressure, uh, this never would have even gone to trial. There's so not. much video evidence. And I would like to believe that the they probably they probably detain everybody involved and try to sort it out for a minute or at least you know get their information (laughs) and then you do your investigation and you bring your charges later as the evidence dictates but it's very clear in this case that the everything was pre-concluded and the evidence was gathered according to those pre-conclusions yep 
Um, DB says, in his breakdown, Kyle cried, what is this? That's where I lost it. As I've said before, I'm old, have no dependents, had a good life. I'm available. Hmm. Freaking sweet taco. Today was arm day in the gym in honor of Kyle Rittenhouse. I totally shredded my biceps. <laughs> or is that in honor of Gage? Yeah, you know, really. He can't do that anymore, at least with one of them. Um, Dying Light of the West. A big donation. Thank you so much, sir. It says, happy birthday, Jarheads. I got to tell the hub. Um, Appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the show. And uh, we love tomorrow, you. Right? You're very special. I thought it was today. Tomorrow's Veterans is Day. Really? Though, so happy Veterans Day as well. But uh, um, today is the Marine Corps birthday, right? 246th anniversary, I think I saw earlier. Wow, I'm a garbage wife. You better go, yeah, you better say happy Marine Corps birthday after this. You better do more than that. I totally forgot until nighttime. <laughs> um, Esoteric Unbound. For some reason, Susan put Beauty and the Beta episode zero on my feet today. I was struck by how much lovelier blonde is than the younger woman in that video. Motherhood seems to become her. Matt's video is also dramatically better. If you look at some of those earlier videos, like the the quality, the incremental increase in quality that you have done on the show, which... Uh, would not even be perceptible to to most people but when you compare when you juxtapose the episode one to this it's crazy how much well, that was literally was. just a google hangout <laughs> are you talking like no, actual like, episode it, one no but let, let's look at like episode 50 yeah yeah you know um yeah i i want to look back at my old stuff and think wow that sucked um because that means that you've done a better job over time but well i guess ideally none of it would suck but you know you want to you want to know that your product is improving generally improving yeah all right gonna be good? coming up on years no, year number six soon i know can't stop won't stop we ready to get back into calls mm-hmm. all right thank you guys for the chats we will um, catch up with i'll have them. to just circle back with you at the end of the show sort of is up next sort of you there i am how are you guys doing we good, are, how are you? Uh, we're all right you know we're uh we've just we're, we're just pissed off at the kyle trial but what's on your mind fucking binger am i right <laughs> dude that <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I was watching a lot of that today. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'm applying to law school. So hopefully I'll be in there to replace some of these guys in, you know, five or so years. But um, yeah, Godspeed. We, I, we need to. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to limit my my choice of schools because of uh, something that happened to my wife. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm only applying to schools that are not requiring the vaccine because, you know, I've seen firsthand how you know these these religious exemption forms can just be taken away you know my my wife's in a phd program she's doing clinical psychology and she had this uh, what was a really good externship working with like suicidal teenagers in a um in like a locked psych ward right and she initially had a religious exemption uh but here in new york governor Kathy Ho, Chell, whatever, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, she 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 struck it. Uh, she changed the rules on everyone and said that all the healthcare workers have to be vaccinated. So her religious exemption got taken away, and she. So there just is you know, no exemption anymore. Yeah, there's there's no religious exemption anymore. Oh um, my god. For yeah, and so she's she had to give it up. She had her last day last week, and you know it was, it was really emotional, and like the kids were like crying, like don't leave us. But you know, oh. she, she just didn't want to take it. And, you know, first of all, you know, she's got more guts than, you know, half of these guys who are, you know, getting the vax to keep their, you know, shitty wage job or whatever. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how how men can, you know, keep their head high after 
getting jabbed, you know, un- yeah. unreal, unreal. But yeah, I'm just, I'm so pissed at these people and I'm planning on, you know, going into health on just, you know, five years down the line, hopefully we have a, a different, different house of, uh, you know, reps and all that stuff so that we can just, you know, get the laws changed back to something sane and start suing these people into the ground for just ruining mm. people's lives. Well, I, I, I just, it's not even a question. I'm just pissed. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you got the right motivation to uh, pursue the profession. When you say that you're, you said you're applying to law schools or are you in law school? No, I'm I'm applying this so, so hopefully for admission in fall 2020. And I and I imagine it's okay. So the vaccine requirements are a serious consideration in that, based on the sound of it. Are you? Yeah. Are you able to find a good selection of schools that are that have a policy that's suitable, or is that tough? It's it's pretty geographically limited. So there's nothing in New York, uh, nothing in like New England. Um, it's been like Pennsylvania, Texas, Tennessee, Florida. Um, I want to say one other state that I can't think of off the top of my head, but well, that's not bad yeah, though. I mean, that's, yeah, but that's it, what it, it what is frustrating about it is that you know law is a very hierarchical um, you know profession, and that locks out pretty much the entirety of the top twenty for schools except for UT Austin. So it, it definitely dampens the career prospects significantly to be you know basically. De facto, yeah, but how how long 14. until Harvard is a blemish on a resume as opposed to a uh, yeah. a selling point? You know, that's optimistic. I hope so. <laughs> well, I, I know it sounds kind of silly, but th- these things do change over time, and the direction that we're headed. You know, I'm not I'm not looking to hire lawyers, of course, but but if if we were in position where we had to hire an assistant or something like that. If somebody shows me like, yeah, I, I got a degree in gender studies from Harvard, I'd be like, give me the give me the high school guy who has the right has the right work ethic and motivation. Yeah, me too. I know law is no, different. You sure. have to have the credentials. But I I just see I, I don't think you'd be in that bad of shape to to pick a law school based on, you know, what suits your your convictions and your your moral beliefs. Yeah, luckily enough, I'm I'm I'm. I'm strong enough as an applicant that that's, you know, plausible, but yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely tough to, to kind of know, you know, I'm, I'm relatively quite lucky. You know, I, I did well in the LSAT. I tutored the LSAT now. So, you know, well, I like, should probably talk to you because I took it once and I sucked because I didn't take it seriously. <laughs> you did? And that's why I never became a lawyer and uh, I became a, I became a do it yourself podcast host. So <laughs> e-boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, yeah. that's the dream. But no, no, it's, you know, it's it. That's that's the thing, though, is, you know, like, I'm I'm lucky. I'm I'm one of those autists who's good at tests, but not everyone is. And that, that See, just means that like a well, certain section of people are just locked out of entire industries. Same with healthcare. Yeah, oh, I you get with the healthcare. You're locked out. And it is my fault for not taking the LSAT seriously. Uh, I really didn't. I thought that I could yeah, just roll into God, that. But you, and, you would have taken it seriously if you were serious about becoming an attorney. True. Well, but yeah, and that's. I was overconfident, but I do think it was a sign that I wasn't supposed to go down that path Yeah. to your point. Um, but yeah, if, if people aren't familiar with the LSAT and Sorticus, you can describe this. I'm sure it's not, you're not obviously tested on topics of law or something. It's a whole bunch of logic games. It's a whole yeah. bunch of, um, you know, premise a and premise B. What can you conclude uh, based on this? What would be, it's, it's a, it's just a whole bunch of, uh, different logic games that you have to be a master of because it's timed too. So it's not right. just, can you find the right answer? It's, can you do it in a very constricted time frame? So yeah, 
It's a, it's a very challenging test. And I, I personally, again, I like things like that because it's not about your content knowledge. Yeah. They'll just throw random like reading passages at you about like this 18th century French painter or, you know, yeah. stalactite formation in caves. And you have to be fast enough to just work with that in the eight minutes you have for that passage. Yeah. And, you know, that that's what's that's what's so sad about this is that by by you know, having these mandates that basically lock people out, you're taking these avenues for people who have certain talents to give to the world and you're locking them out of what could have been their calling. You know, like, again, it's, it's so tough to see, like, you know, again, my wife, she was working with like suicidal teenagers. That's yeah. not just like, you know, trying to make a buck. That, right. That's the one who's trying to make a difference in the world. Real and work. to have yeah. that person locked out of their calling is so infuriating to, to, to witness. Well, it it sounds like you guys have the right motivation and you, you're, you're going to find what's right for you. I'm fully confident. So whoever is smart enough to uh, accept and, and embrace your talents, they're, they're the ones who are going to win and, you know, to hell with the rest of the people who were too stupid to see it. Yeah, no, I, I, I do at the end of the day, I'm tempered by faith, you know, and, and God definitely has a plan for us and he's, directing us somewhere else but man is it infuriating to to know that it's basically through the the injustice of other people totally that, that we're being forcibly redirected so yeah, yeah. just yeah so well, all the best you to know, your family man yeah thank you and before i go quickly just uh anyone who's in the new york area um nick is having a protest outside the governor's mansion uh in manhattan on saturday or sorry the mayor mayor not governor on on saturday 4 30 p.m eastern so uh you can you can look up his stuff there if you want to attend that but i'm i'm definitely going i'm mad as hell <laughs> good all right well thank you man hang on Have to that night, uh hang on to that motivation i like it that'll uh that'll help you solve some problems appreciate it will do thanks I wonder if that's Nick Gurr. I I have received an email or two about uh, there are there are real Nick Gurrs out there. They're on LinkedIn. They are. Nick Gurr is a real person. Uh, Many of them, in fact. All right. God's jogging somewhere near you. As I'm watching, I don't know where you're watching the Rittenhouse trial. I've been watching it mostly on Court TV. And a lot of time they bounce back, back and forth between Rittenhouse and the Ahmaud Arbery stuff. And I know, no. but the, do you see, have you seen the Chirons? It's like mm. men accused of killing jogger. And like that, that's, you know, it's totally factual and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, it's, you get why that's funny to, you know, more internet inclined people. Yeah. Um, so the Chirons on core TV have been, have been very good. All right. God's joke is up next. God's joke. <laughs> oh, you there? Oh, hey, I'm here. Hi. Hello. What's on your mind? Hey, how, how you doing, guys? So, uh, I have I have a topic that I wanted to get Blonde's uh, feedback on. Sure. And it, it's about relationships and and gun ownership, specifically. Uh, most of the women that I've met in my life are very either anti-gun or are very like normie, don't know jack shit about guns and and are kind of apprehensive about them. So I was honestly wondering, Blonde, have you, did you, when when you like, I guess, met your husband, did you always were okay with guns? Did you have to like get accustomed to them? Like, hell yeah, oh, I was okay with guns. 
Listen, I'm not, I, I, I know my way around like one of the firearms we own, but when I shot the AR-15 for the first time, I was shaking like a leaf. Like hmm. still, I, I'm barely gun proficient, um, but, but I'm fine with it. Uh, my advice would just to be take her shooting because shooting a gun is so much fun. So much fun. They're yeah, bound to and, like and it. Yeah, and that's that's a uh, especially uh, Puerto Rican women. They're not very like Puerto Ricans in general. They're not very like gun. Uh, I guess like they don't like guns that much. Are cause... you Puerto Rican? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, and like Puerto Rico's gun laws are kind of like very shit. They're kind of like New York level shit, but hmm. uh, at least they 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 have like a shall issue basically. So it's, it's just expensive and inconvenient to get, not the government will That's true. F you That's off, true. I guess. So hmm. uh, Latin women yeah, do respect sheer masculinity in a man. Exactly. They do. So, you know, uh, I've told the story before and if my husband heard me telling it, he'd be really pissed, but I wasn't that into my husband and we went on a few dates and then on our third date, he took me to dim sum and then we shot guns. And so I made out with him in the car. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. There's your uh, just there's something your about him, man. like like being proficient with a firearm. I was like, and, and I, I did. will marry this guy. And I think I think you'll find that I don't know if it's a common theme or not because my wife is pretty similar in that she likes guns, the concept. But <laughs> is she like? She's not necessarily like begging to go to the range all the time, and it's not like she's going to field strip all the guns in the house, and she, you know, uh, she's not going to maintain them and lubricate them and all that. But. <laughs> But she likes the concept of them, and certainly yeah. she likes the idea of of having someone who's competent with them and and understands them. Um, God's joke. Do you, uh, you have any twenty twos in your uh, your safe? You don't have uh, to answer if you don't have, want to say. I only, but I was recently. I, I'm, I'm honestly a, a very new gun owner. Like back home, I I moved I moved from from Puerto Rico to the U.S. I, I live in yeah. Georgia now. Okay. Uh, so I just recently acquired my my first gun, and it's a it's a nine millimeter. Okay, it's my concealed carry gun, basically. So, uh, uh, and I do, I, and I do know. I think I know where you're going at because yeah. like shooting a nine millimeter is not as uh, good for like a first timer. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's not bad, and, but you know, in my experience, first time shooters with twenty twos, they're they have the terrified shake like Blonde is talking about, and then yeah. they pull the trigger and they're like, "Did it go off?" Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. 22s are not toys, obviously, and you should not treat them as such. But exactly. they are very, very useful for teaching gun basics to people in a non-threatening way, in addition right. to all the practical applications that they have. So if you have one or if you have a friend who has one that you can borrow, definitely recommended for the first time range visit. Definitely, yeah. There are some guns that, that we own that I, I I can't even shoot. They're just little hand cannons, and mm. they're too scary to shoot. The bigger ones are actually kind of easier. Yeah. Well, yeah, cool. So, Good luck. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess I've met two variants of women so far. It's just the women that are, like, curious about them and would, like, try them out, try them out and, and the women that would, like, be like, no, I don't want guns ever, I guess. It, have you? Uh, we'll I guess kick Matt, them to the curb. <laughs> you, wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't even try to to convert them i guess i don't know it's a lot um, of work how hot are they yeah that would be a little bit of a red flag to me because not just because i want i want my wife to be at least 
capable and convincingly proficient to a would-be attacker. Um, but it, <laughs> but it, why, why do you, why do you cackle at that? Because just the, the home defense, the whole thing, it's like in a, in a situation where I, I need to defend myself in the home, I'm totally fucked if my husband's not there. Well, this is what I'm saying is like, I want her to anybody who wanted to threaten her. I want to, to at least appear to be confident and capable with that. That's firearm. true. Appear to be confident. And capable well, it's a deterrent. I mean, I want, ideally I want her to be confident and capable. I understand that. That was know, no judgment of paying. It was a judgment of women in general. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Um, so, so what I, what I'm saying to you, God's joke is number one, I, I just view that as a, like a, a, a relationship and home security issue going forward but number two i view it as a philosophical conflict because if she has a problem with you defending your home or your person with a firearm i don't really know how you reconcile that going forward it's one thing if she's kind of afraid but open if it's an absolute no i mean that's a big philosophical gap yeah yeah and and that's what i guess uh, i like usually some people are very afraid of of guns but like are not like hard are not the typical hardline democrat that would not change their mind if you didn't talk to them about it usually they're very hard to talk to but through time and conversations they they kind of like get accustomed to it and i and i have had i guess that experience in in a way but uh it's definitely i guess hard and and i guess sometimes it it, it gets me questioning could i even go on a second date with a girl if, if they're like if their first impression of a gun is like they're like oh my god no yeah, it depends tens on what only. else you're, you're lining up about. Yeah, I mean, she point, would have to only. just be she did, would have to be 20 and just have like a, an ass like J-Lo. Although you are dealing with Puerto Rican chicks, so may, maybe that's what you're up against here. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Rick women are pretty hot. So, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that. Thank, thanks, guys. For good your, luck, uh, man. And uh, yeah, thank you. appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. Good night. All right. Um, uh, Mr. Squiggly's. Mr. Squiggly, is he there? Hey there. Uh, <laughs> how you guys doing? We are okay. What's on your mind? All right. Uh, I, just, I, w- I had one topic, but I, when I was catching up, uh, I do want to, I guess I, my little tangent would be going with a blonde's uh, uh, submissive wife role hmm. ideals here. Uh, I mean, it, that works for a lot of people, but at least for for my wife and I, we we do have a much more cooperative uh, atmosphere around here. Mostly because uh, I don't know if it's because she's just hyper competent or what, but I mean, like she's a she is a clinical lab scientist. She basically does most of our paperwork and and she handles a lot of the finances, things like that. And through, but through that, I mean, through her and her family's help, we've, we've managed to buy like 50 acres. We have a new home. We have two beautiful twin boys and, you know, things are really looking up. They're turning one on Saturday. Oh, congratulations. What a fun age. It it really is. There's, there's a lot of drool, a lot of biting. Yeah, uh, so much biting. Yeah. And a lot of smacking right now. Oh my uh, gosh, my daughter too. She's just terrible sometimes. Um uh, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to uh toss in my two cents. Uh I lo- I completely forgot what I was going to talk about because I was talking about dangerous spaces. 
Um, oh, the relationship yeah. dynamic thing. I mean, I know some people with near true egalitarian relationships and it really works for them. So who am I to say, if you're in a functional relationship, that's not going to end in divorce. You do you. I'm just saying for yeah. most people, women in general are not hyper competent and they need men to take over most of the serious duties. Whereas early childhood development is suited mostly for women. I mean, it's super duper boring. I can't even imagine my husband like changing diapers and being like, this is an apple all day, you know? Well, I mean, uh, I've changed my fair share of diapers. Um, but uh, yeah, that was just kind of what I wanted to say, you know, for anybody else listening, it's, it's not going to always be about that. Um, yeah. Do what works for you. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, thank uh, you for the call, man. Did you have any final thoughts yeah. before we let you go? Uh, well, uh, I just think we should never, ever forget that Epstein did not kill himself. Mm. Oh, we won't. And, you know, let's go, Brandon. Don't let it die. <laughs> never, ever, ever <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, All right. Let's go, Brandon! Uh, and as our friends at uh, Phoenix Ammo would say, uh, John McAfee didn't uninstall himself either. Never forget that one. That was so crazy. Gosh, yeah. what's going to happen next? We uh, didn't follow up on that story because there were... Remember how people had said there were some connections to that Mi- Miami building collapse? I was not aware when we did the stream and talked about John McAfee. I don't some, remember. There works. Uh, it's, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there were some connections to that gigantic apartment building collapse in Miami that was around the same time. And, um, you don't hear anything about that anymore either. I, what, whatever happened, did they rebuild that? Did they, what's going on with that? They're still looking for survivors. Or are they planning to rebuild it? I guess. Yeah. I remember that went on weeks and weeks and weeks and they were still talking like, like, yeah, these people people are dead. Like, come on. Yeah. All right. Last call tonight. Uh, at least in all likelihood, it's going to go to cigar bro. Uh, cigar bro. You there? Hi, I'm here. How are you guys doing? Good, What's on you? your mind, good sir? I'm good. Um, I do want to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial. By all like means, please as do. much as you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that you had the past couple callers coming in. You guys were going about it, but um, to go into it with, uh, especially Kyle with him with him testifying, me personally being you know on the job, seeing people uh, actually being traumatized just immediately. So- and so people understand on the job in your case refers to being a police officer. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Thank you. The, um, to actually see people being traumatized, especially immediately afterwards, seeing Kyle Rittenhouse pretty much go into like a PSD, PDSD kind of induced attack. Um, that to me, I think, of course, I think that is genuine. Um, I don't think there's a lot of people saying it's crocodile tears, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't really see that, to be honest with you. Um, and, and not only that, like the the other, to go with Grace Grosskutz or whatever, I don't know. Butcher Grosskutz. Bi- bicep dude. Bicep yeah. dude who failed to kill him. Gross cunt. And, yeah. and he <laughs> he ended up uh, he ended up just being pale. Like he didn't he didn't mean to. He, 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 he personally believes that like he had the right to kill him and stuff like that. Despite all of the video evidence and even him vi- streaming himself saying, hey, get that, get that, you know, MF or get that guy, get that yeah. or whatever to shoot him. And I think that's honestly just it just shows you. And on top of that, with his criminal criminal record, his entire rap sheet, that honestly doesn't surprise me as well. 
that he's like that kind of calm and stuff like that to kind of lie and stuff and stuff like that with everything. But it's it's starting to unfold and it, it's been very interesting to watch this, especially when it first started out with first Jacob Blake, then this Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> shooting and yeah. then seeing like my friends who are more on the left and more defund the police side to see them say that he was a straight up murderer. And I was just like, well, I haven't seen the footage. And then I saw the footage. I'm like, oh, it doesn't look like, uh, didn't look like he was a mass shooter or a white supremacist or anything. If anything, the only person he didn't shoot was the black guy and he got off scot-free. So like, yeah. he, you know, so that's just, that's just By my the way, two cents on You know, it, really. if, if you're jump kick man out there, this is the, the black guy you're talking about is the guy who tried to, or didn't try to, he kicks Kyle in the face. Mm-hmm. Kyle shot two rounds that him missed. That guy kind of like hobbled, walked away, never been yeah. identified. Nobody knows who he is. I hope he's retired from his life of crime. That's all I can <laughs> yeah, say. It's like, for real. I was there. I kicked Kyle in the face and I lived. I'm never going back to the riots because I've used all my luck in I'm life. Done. Yeah. He probably That's... felt the whizzes of that five, five, six going by. And was like, fuck that. Man, even if, you're, even if you're gauge, I was thinking about that today. Like, even if you're gauge mm-hmm. and obviously you've got just a, just a maimed arm, like that arm is, is fucked up for life. However, you were mere inches away from you know taking that Your heart like mm-hmm. yeah just straight through the torso dude and um, luckily, you're very very lucky yeah and luckily somebody put a tourniquet on him because that 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 had to hit his artery and stuff like that like he would have bled out in at least a minute yeah but well, he you, had there's a there's a photo of him with like the tourniquet on his arm but did, go ahead. did you catch the pressing questioning of binger asking Kyle well you didn't at no point did you render aid to those people who are just trying to kill you what's how could you claim to be a medic when you didn't assist that the guy? Is, it's it's yeah. like the same it's like the same thing with like people stating with the police like why did you shoot the guy so many times why didn't you do this why didn't you do that yeah this huge it's almost like you're seeing a reddit anti, like a reddit a cabber questioning yeah. in person this uh, with kyle rittenhouse but i honestly um Godspeed to him and Godspeed to his mother because uh Yeah, that I've was seen, tough to watch too. Yeah. I'm watching the trial. Yeah, and 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 I don't know how much time we have left, but I was talking to Dangerous Spaces and he was actually asking me how like do you, how involved do law enforcement get involved with the cases and I said sometimes like not so much only to testify, but there's sometimes especially with supervisors and in this case I I believe it's more or less the, the district attorney doing this. But sometimes they are they just want to win. Yeah. And just like with the Freddie, for example, Freddie Gray went back when I was in the city. Freddie Gray, Marilyn Mosby was so dead set on getting first degree murder charges on all the six cops. But the charges were so high that there are hung juries and they got away. You know, and they were found not guilty, obviously, because yeah. he did. You know, he, he, he wasn't murdered. But sometimes it's that mentality. But you're everyone here, luckily this trial's live is, is able to see it and God willing, he will be able to be found at least not guilty for the, for the murder charge. I don't know. I about hope the so. Possession. So I hope so. But. Well, appreciate it as always. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, maybe, um, if you have time, maybe send me an email. Cause I'd be curious, uh, just to pick your brain a little bit about what's going on with the DA's office, at least in your experience, because it seems to me like there's a lot of corruption going on between the DA's office and the Kenosha PD. And I don't know, I know you don't have experience with Kenosha PD, but I just, right. I'd like maybe your explanation of how that process works when you're investigating a crime. Maybe we could talk about that later. 
Yeah, we can definitely talk about it later. But oftentimes it's like people trying to win. And I'll just leave it there. I know you got another call yeah, yeah. here. So thank you, but man. Anyway, thank you. Bye-bye. Have a great night. Okay. We do have uh, one more caller. We'll have to be quick. Do, how, how big is our list of email questions? Uh, average. Okay. Um, Dan, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Hi. Uh, what's on your mind, man? Um, well, I'm calling in because uh, I think one of the topics that comes up quite a bit on the call-in show is um, dating lefty women slash yes. red-pilling them. Yeah. Uh, what to do. Um, and kind of just wanted to have a conversation uh, about my wife. Uh, she's now stay-at-home mom. We have a one-year-old. But when we first met and started dating, she was complete lefty. Um, like really had this is what a feminist looks like stickers and uh, everything. And yet you endured. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, How'd you do it? Well, we were kind of reminiscing. Like, how did it happen exactly? Because now she's totally on like blonde side mm-hmm. like she's with you like 99 percent of the way all right what's that one person just out check it keep going <laughs> <laughs> um i think she's reading like all these uh uh books about like you know how to feed your husband and take care of the house and stuff now um uh, but back in the day <sighs> i think what really helped was she was out of college when we met um so she wasn't getting all those constant reminders because she was in the group. She started the marches and stuff at her college yeah. in these feminist groups. Like she was totally into it. Well, um, she was getting all that positive feedback and then she started mm-hmm. getting positive feedback from you. And the thing about your husband being happy is that it creates this, uh, this positive feedback loop that enriches your life in ways that social points don't. Hmm. You, you have kids, you said? Uh, yeah, we have a one-year-old. Oh, I'm I'm sure she's just over the moon and so happy. Oh yes, yeah. Um, it happiest thing, you know, best thing that's ever happened to us. Um, and she uh, definitely likes not working. Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. she likes taking care of the baby a lot more than uh, the job. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I guess advice for people that may come across lefty women. Um, I wouldn't like not try. I just try and keep an open mind. Um, one of the things that I think, you know, say what you will about them nowadays, but um, you mentioned shoe on head, like back in the day, I showed her shoe on head videos and hmm. um, like, uh, that YouTuber, some black guy, I showed mm-hmm. her. Oh my some gosh, black I forgot about him. Is yeah, he still? A, um, is he still? A yeah, he still does videos. Yep. Um, and I know it's kind of a cliche, you know, women that is a anti-feminist or a black guy that is critical of Black Lives Matter, but you got to remember that they are in that mindset of, um, you know, a man can't talk about women's issues and a white person can't talk about uh, racial issues. So it just kind of cuts through that uh, bias that they have. 
Hmm. Um, at least that's what I thought. And it, she actually started to actually uh, interact with the actual conversation. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, th- thanks for I the insight, thought. man. We, yeah. we um, will have to wrap it up because we're right up against the clock. But if you have a final thought or two, go for it. Uh, yeah, just uh, Binger sucks. <laughs> well, thank you. That is the most important thought of the day. Yes, uh, definitely. Appreciate it. And all the best to you and your family. Thank you. You too. Have a great Bye. night. Bye. Oh, that's so great. All right. That will uh, do it on calls tonight. Appreciate you guys calling in and appreciate your patience um, if you were not able to get in tonight. But remember, if you would like to participate in the show, but you're having trouble getting in or you'd like to or you, you can't do it live, um, send us an email question. Uh, we will respond to those at the end of the show each and every week. The one and only place to send us an email question is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form. And we will catch you there. Um, I I got to figure out a way to read this name because it comes up frequently. And it, I just say Crescentstein. Okay, let's go with Crescentstein because it's this. Like I'm long not messing with that German-sounding name that I can't that I can't even try to read. But let's go with Crescentstein. Why is the Pope okay with fetal line cells being used in the coronavirus immunotherapies? Is the Pope a globo homo? You know he is. He's heretical. Um, I think that people that are truly followers of Christ and Catholics see him as an agent of evil. I get a lot of criticism about about uh, being Catholic and, and the Pope. I can recognize that he has satanic tendencies and still be <laughs> Catholic. He is but a man. Uh, yeah, I think he's totally global homo. He's a socialist piece of shit. Um, didn't he say something recently about abortion? I think it was uh, whether Joe Biden could be Catholic and also in favor of abortion. Right. And the Pope had said yes, basically, if I'm remembering what the story was about. Well, that's nonsense. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that he's just a a leftist stooge and instrumental to um, the powers that be. And I don't think he's a, truly a Catholic or a representative of Catholic values. I will have to punt a little bit because I am neither an expert on the the Catholic Church or the Pope. But from what I've heard of that guy, not someone I agree with politically. So uh, I I don't know. It seems to fit the globo homo mold as far as I understand. I just like glomo. It's easier to say. Can we go with glomo? I guess so. Or is that uh, is that that's another term for fed? Maybe a glomo. Glom glowy. I don't know. I'll sort it uh, out. Michael Schlecht is up next. My wife and I are leaders in our church marriage ministry, and we absolutely love helping spread God's word about marriage to both solid and rocky marriages. Are you familiar with the five love languages? It's a piece of material that we often teach from that I highly suggest for both married folks and singles that are learning more about themselves while in the dating sphere. It effectively helps you rank your love language or how best to receive love. Yes, I keep bringing this up to my husband and it's not working. Hmm. But I I do. In fact, this morning I said, husband, my love language is when you watch the baby for an hour in the morning so that I can get extra sleep. Ah, It truly is. I have never loved him more than when he does that. <laughs> well, I'm looking at them now. I've heard of this concept before in passing, but I've never read about it in detail but according to uh according to the internet the five love languages are 
words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. And at least in my relationship with my wife, I can definitely affirm Mm -hmm. that my love language is absolutely acts of service. That's, that's how I, uh, I, I just view it as my highest priority and my number one job to make sure that this house is a suitable place for that kid and for our family to be secure. So wait, isn't your love language? What makes you love your spouse more? Well, I'm saying that's how I, I guess with the way I'm phrasing it, that's how I express my love. Right. Okay. Is that I do things that will, you know, put us in good position. That that's how I view it. My wife, on the other hand, is very much like a words of affirmation and a physical touch person, which is not, that's, that's not standard. That's woman not stuff. Me. Right. Yeah. But you have to kind of, you have to understand that about each other. And I will fully acknowledge that I'm I am not I'm not the best in fulfilling her love language needs. Um, but when you understand that. When you understand and you're uh, what each other is trying to say with the things that they do and, and yeah. what their love language of, of expressing it is, it's easier. You understand each other better. So she can see, oh, he's he's doing these things and that's how he shows his support for this family. Right. Exactly. And, Women yeah. are often words of affirmation and physical touch. So all husbands out there, go to your wife's side and give her a hug and a kiss and say, you're a good mom. It does My go husband a long did that way. to me once and I was like, Ella? it does go a long way. It, do- it really goes a long way. My, my only problem with words of affirmation, uh, it's not that I oppose them. But when I say them, I really want them to matter. I, I I fear overusing them because if I say it for every little thing, it's like it doesn't matter when it needs to matter. Yeah. So, women don't think like that, though. Yeah. We need anyway. the repetitive, you know, building up of our character. It's true. It, it is. At least in my experience, it's absolutely true. But uh, thank you, Michael. Car Jafrican American. Am I reading that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me clarify my last question. How much more violent violation of our rights do we need to publicly witness, as in assassinating U.S. citizens without trial, before we defensively fight back? And would you encourage working together in groups who pledge to help one another if anyone's rights are being attacked, i.e. malicious? Well, I think this gets a... First of all, it's very this is very Susan Dicey territory. This is Susan Bate here, but... A lot of the, this gets back to a lot of conversations we had immediately after January 6th and immediately after January 6th, there was a lot of like violence is never the answer talk. And clearly that's not true. If violence was never the answer, you wouldn't hold, you wouldn't have guns. You would surrender all your firearms. If violence was never the answer to anything, violence is sometimes the answer. And there are very serious moral burdens that it carries. What are those moral burdens? How do you serve them? Those are the questions that we were getting at. If, if, if you're serious about, any kind of um, in sticking up for yourself. That's what we're talking about. Defense of your own rights. And you're talking about on a collective scale as opposed to the individual. That, that's why we talked so much about the, the Declaration of Independence. In that case, what did we do? We, we articulated the grievance. We put the people who were abusing us on notice and said, we believe you to be violating our rights and acting illegitimately in reasons X, Y, and Z or ways X, Y, and Z. And we hereby declare ourselves independent of you. If you want to come and get us, that's on you. I think that that is both a a morally justifiable defense of your rights, uh, but it also. It's also considerate of of 
the moral problems of being overly aggressive. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just trying to walk away from these people. I'm not trying to aggress on you. I'm trying to get you to leave me alone. That's all. When you make that sort of formal declaration, I think it, it, it is the moral. It's both a courtesy, but it, it satisfies that moral imperative to make sure that you are very, very clear about what it is that you're doing and you're not trying to abuse anyone else in the process. I think I think that's the necessary step that would have to happen. That was very thorough. Can I get out of answering this question? <laughs> I just uh, don't, I don't want to engage in any militia talk Yeah. F- because when militias inevitably form, I want to have a uh, plausible deniability. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's a very dicey question. I get it. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to on- answer it as honestly as possible. And I hope that that doesn't get us in trouble, but you're right, though. But, of course. but it shouldn't get anybody in trouble. The Declaration of Independence says when governments fail to serve their only legitimate purpose, which is the securing and defense. Their only the, legitimate purpose. Then what it is the right of the people to dissolve them. It's the duty of the people to dissolve them. That is the philosophy on which our country is founded. So for me to say that is no more controversial than the very founding of our country itself. And of course mm-hmm. I say that with no glee. I say that with no eagerness. These are not things I want to have happen, but to have, um, these are not things I want to happen, but you can't sit back and watch yourself be abused either. It's, of course not. Right. It, a lot of this is like, it's exactly what Kyle was testifying on the stand today. Binger trying to imply that Kyle was thirsty for this. It's like, Dude, it's the worst thing that ever happened to me. I wanted nothing to do with it, but you forced it on me. I was trying to walk away. I'm trying to leave, and you kept coming after me. Yeah, I mean, it's, all it, I was it, saying earlier is that we will have a a use for people in future that rejoice in this kind of thing. Oh, I, there I, certainly will be. Yeah, I don't want to discard that kind of person because they aren't troubled by the justifiable murder that they just committed. It's it's not murder if it's justifiable. You know what I mean justifiable killing uh somebody's attitude about that uh, it doesn't really matter to me if the killing was justified i don't care if they're tormented by it if they are sleeping like a baby i really don't give a shit was the was the killing justified well if so fine i just think you have a moral obligation to exercise all options otherwise until you can't and those options include putting those who are abusing you on notice and saying dude stop it yeah and stop it stop it they stop tried it. that with yeah. joseph joseph rosenbaum we tried that with the british we'll probably have to try it with these people eventually too let's do that first although you know some would argue we already have but you do that formally Ooh. um hey faggots this is chris m based on how political the vaccines and uh, COVID 19 are do you think the mandates are simply a way to purge the various state agencies for wrong think instead of saying democrats only are going more stalin-esque this seems to be achieving the same effect, side effect or goal. I think it's um, hmm. I think it's the goal. I think that they saw perhaps manufactured COVID as an opportunity to separate the wheat from the chaff, in their opinion, um, and to strip the military, especially of kind of the, the corn fed type soldiers. Yeah, I mean, whether it's strictly party politics or not, if you can find a way to separate the um, compliance skeptical, I suppose. If you can separate the the sheep from the people who might ask questions in a way that's got some plausible deniability to it, that's very useful if you're trying to assemble and consolidate power. 
So, you know, I'd like to say, oh, well, that's funny how that just works out that way. But how many times am I going to have to watch everything coronavirus and say, oh, funny how it just happened to work out that way. Very convenient. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. the people who needed it to work out that way. So before you're like, huh, it was designed. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised at all. International jewelry. <laughs> it's very fine. <laughs> Shop. You can get it's all sorts so of exotic fine. worldly necklaces and rings. 100% staffed by Gentiles. Awesome. <laughs> a few years back, there was a clip from a certain Jordan Blonde Hates My Daughter Peterson, where he posted Me and my that, daughter. Me and my daughter. Oh, Peterson. yeah. Sorry. Blonde Hates Me. Right. Blonde Hates Me and My Daughter Peterson, where he posited that if you were in 1930s Germany, you would be complicit with the regime. To which uh, a vast, the vast majority decried him, saying, no, they would not. No, they would be brave and noble uh, resistance. Well, the last couple of years seem to have proven him somewhat correct thoughts. Oh, I, I think uh, that is 100 percent correct that the va- I don't yeah. know if it's the vast majority, but man, the harshest lesson of the last uh, year in change is that way more people than I would have previously believed absolutely get in line. No questions asked. They'll okay, surrender I, almost I understand everything. Someone that that tells is the point to. of this question. I, I reject the premise of this question, though. Mm-hmm. If you live, if you witnessed Weimar Germany. And you were not part of, of the resistance subsequently. Uh, you would have better historical context than somebody sitting here being like, I would never have been a part of that. Um, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've, I understand what you're saying. I think that in this context, we're just talking about people love to believe that they would stand up to unjust power. They mostly won't. Uh, I think I would, but I think in that situation, that specific situation, I definitely would have been part of the regime. Well, I mean, that goes without saying, but this is what I'm saying. Like just in general, in this context, he's using 1930s Germany, but the premise is like morally corrupt power structure tells you what to do. Do you comply or do you question? Most people uh, do things unquestioningly. However, I actually think that I would be part of a different noble and brave resistance. Hmm. All right. Draw your own conclusions. But yeah, but we I think we agree on the general idea that people 99 percent of people are not capable of doing that. People get in line. I think people do what they're told and they're willing to sacrifice reassuring in in some ways. I mean, we're going to need we're going to need some sheeple to follow suit when we regain the cultural narrative. I don't know. Can you imagine being in a country filled with people like you would be exhausting? uh, Well, I definitely don't want to hang out with me because I hang out with me all the time. But uh, I just absolutely people talking want, about the principles all the time. Yeah. I need but people I want, that will follow mindlessly. No, no, no. I, I want I need people 80 percent of people to be like that. Well, need or want, because I, I fully recognize that a lot of people are. I don't want that to be the case. I want people to to be fully self-actualized. I want them to think through things critically. But knowing not that just that's for never going sake. to happen. Don't you well, want a malleable percentage of the population. Well, no, I mean, as long as we're talking about what I want, I don't want people to be, uh, puppets of others. I want them to be, uh, thoughtful and, and critical thinking individuals. Yeah, but they're not going to be, it's not going to happen. Well, I I recognize that. And that's, that's why uh, if I didn't learn that lesson from this last year and a half, what lesson did I learn? And that's, why we keep having these conversations. I know we've had that brought up before. It's like, if you accept that there are levers of power to be pulled in the world, 
and a sizable majority of people are going to do what those levers dictate. Should we be fighting for who controls the levers instead of trying to artificial artificially create a world in which no levers exist? I understand that argument. I'm I'm not denying it or dismissing it. And I I have an internal battle of what world do I want to seek? Do I do I think that people can be improved or move towards some level of perfection where they're all critical thinking individual agents or do i accept that people need a leader and we're going to have to put the right leader in place to make sure that we stay on a on a morally um on a on a, on a good moral path do you think that somebody like sub 80 iq can even become self-actualized that's a good question uh, yeah i mean uh, i <laughs> Therein lies the answer, my yeah. friend. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for uh, the question. You clearly uh, got some thoughts provoked within us. Thank you. I was laying in bed last night. And I could not stop thinking about uh, DOS. Oh, oh, my God. Hacksaw Ridge. And it, yeah. if the Japanese and the Americans saw what America was like now, what the West was like now. I, I truly believe that they would all have just laid down their weapons and just stop fighting. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? Let's, what's uh, the point? I know. You, know. you guys bring some hamburgers, we'll bring the sake, and uh, we'll just we'll just hang out. And what an incredible waste of, of masculinity, too. I mean, look at how neutered Japanese culture is now because they've, they've lost this samurai culture and all that they're strong men. Now they're doing all this weird, like, like soapy titty bar stuff and like sex with <laughs> octopuses and it's it's bizarre yeah octopus porn brent p which youtubers or podcasts would you two love to be a guest on hmm um i don't know i don't i don't i haven't put a lot of thought to that honestly There's... i think i've achieved all of my my podcast goals the thing is there are certainly creator there's shows i admire and stuff but i almost hesitate to say i want to go on them because there's also a lot of pressure with going on them. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I feel like I can just speak my mind and be the most honest on this show. And if I go on someone That's else's true. platform, I'm going to be worried about impressing a new audience. I'm going to be worried about saying something that's, uh, you know, not well received by that person or their audience. Yeah. So I don't really have a lot of ambition to appear on other people's shows. Cause I just, I like my own little comfy corner of the internet as far as speaking my mind. Um, but that's not to say uh, there's tons of shows I admire. I just, I don't, I don't feel a drive to appear on them. And I'm not the sort of person who would ever invite myself onto someone else's platform. I just oh, don't no. do it. Uh -uh. Red letter media. There it is. Except for them that we oh, could go with that. Yeah. Once we get them to, this is how the show will finally sell out. When red letter media buys our movie review segment, write oh, yeah. the check fellas. We know it's a hot commodity. I feel like they would hate <laughs> us. They probably would. But yeah. periodically, Mike drops something in that's that's like pretty based, hmm. and so I'm wondering. But Jay is very short, so I don't I don't know the show. I know that you and uh, our friendly listener Michael Schlecht are big fans. So oh, trusting both you, of you your judgment, it must have something redeeming. It is. Um, Hogue says it's a shame that NASCAR says they don't want to get political with let's go Brandon. Didn't they just ban the Southern pride flag from their events? Confederate flag. Any thoughts on, did they, I do, I do remember that the Confederate flag was banned. Although I, to argue their point, wouldn't that be consistent Wouldn't they say we don't want politics of any sort, but is the Confederate flag political? I suppose it's, 
That's quasi. so stupid. They don't want to piss off their I for- base. I forgot though, and I, I should have looked into this more for Sunday. Um, but they definitely they allowed Bubba Wallace, the newsman, to do all sorts of pro Black Lives Matter stuff, yeah. and that was like a year ago. Yep. So if they have come around to not being political and providing their entertainment, that's a new strategy. That's not a long held tradition. Which, if it's the new strategy, <clears throat> again, it's mostly one I would favor. But it's funny how it always cuts one way. It's never. It, they didn't have the same reaction to uh, Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Ryan says, hey, guys, this is a question for the guys in the audience. Also, I got the uh, Johnson and Johnson initial shot because it was a traditional vaccine and not the mRNA. But my dad told me if I didn't get the booster and died of covid, then he wouldn't go to my funeral. So I, I don't psycho. mean to laugh, but like, what the hell? OK, You're, uh, he ignores all of my arguments because he works at the hospital. And, quote, he has seen people my age, 22 years old, die of COVID. Does anybody have any collection of research papers or evidence of bad effects of vaccine, ineffectiveness of masks, effectiveness of ivermectin? I don't know if it exists out there, but I can but um, I can't find it through the normal methods. Please email them to uh, I guess he wants the email address out there. RM Bristow, B-R-I-S-T. OW12 at gmail.com. If you do, please, I tell you what, Ryan, why don't you send me an email? Cause sometimes connecting people with an email read out loud is very difficult. But if you, if people hear this uh, call for research and you'd like to help Ryan out, I will connect the two of you, Ryan, if you can send me an email just so I have it in my inbox. Um, and I wouldn't be able to tell you, I wouldn't be able to point you to what research um, to use I again, if it was my dad, I, I would question the entire premise. I would say, Dad, I'm not showing you yeah. a whole bunch of peer reviewed studies that demonstrate that you need to support me and my family because that's what a good dad does. Your dad obviously is entitled to a role of advising and and trying to guide you in, a, in what he believes to be a good direction. But if he's telling you, make these choices or I won't go to your funeral. Yeah. That to me is um, that's a that's a weird coercive flex. And I, I would tell my dad like I and I know you you want him in your life, I assume. But if my dad pulled some shit like that on me, I would say, well, that okay. is defu uh, talk. It's like, uh, I guess uh, <laughs> you won't be seeing me at my funeral then. I'll see you later, yeah. dude. I don't know what to tell you. You tell me you want nothing to do with my death. You presumably don't want anything to do with my life. Uh, so why don't you figure that out? That sucks, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear it, I, but terrible. I hope I hope you can persuade him otherwise. Um, did you read that one? Uh, yeah. Both Inches says, <laughs> I was talking about COVID with a family member recently. They mentioned that Pfizer announced their Pfizer-Mectin pills with a claim of 90% effectiveness. Do you think the creation production of these pills will have any impact on the vaccine mandate? Can a vaccine mandate still be justified given the existence of a highly effective treatment? Of course not, but I don't think that that's, it's going to make a difference with the mandate. I I find this inexplicable in terms of, um, of, uh, the desire to, to continue mandating people. Like why would Pfizer even do this? Oh, I'm not sure I follow. Can you rephrase the question? Pfizer created a supposedly uh, in clinical trials, very effective medicine against. So if that's competing with. um, With their vaccine financially, like why would they even bother? 
Well, that's how you, that's how you know the mandates are here to stay. They've probably, the pill will be mandated too. Like (laughs) it'll be, it'll be a preventative pill that you got to swallow every week. And I know that's not what they're, they're saying that you take that pill after a positive test or a diagnosis and it's supposed to be 90% effective if taken within three days time or something like that. But yeah, you wonder why would they want to compete with themselves? Because they won't have to, because all this shit will be mandatory. Right. I I don't think that that's going to do anything with mandates personally. But I don't, I don't think mandates are going away until we make them go away, whatever that means. Mm. And to be frank, I mean, right now, civil disobedience. I mean, stop complying. That's what I mean. Right. Incompetent Hand says, um, you said that you both believe in aliens, and I know Matt is a fan of Bigfoot. But as I get older, having worked overnight for a decade plus, I have zero paranormal stories. Imagine if I showed you the smartphone I'm typing this on in the mid-90s. Wouldn't your mind be blown at the video recording capabilities? And these devices are ubiquitous and only 100 bucks. Why no evidence? Blonde, does belief in the unimaginable go hand in hand with faith? Matt is the most tinfoil theory believing the narrative even when it comes to aliens. Does belief in the unimaginable go hand in hand with faith? Yes, I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. Because a lot of times when I'm talking to like a particularly irritating atheist, for example, and they'll be like, well, you need to prove to me that, that, that God is real or whatever, that, that God is capable of doing X, Y, and Z. I'm like, no, I don't. I just have to, you know, I just have to display to you that the, confines of my reality are limiting and that I don't understand everything about the natural world or the universe. Um, and that I never will. And then I have to live in that uncertainty. And that's, that's the only explanation I have to give you. Hmm. Let me be a little bit more sincere and clear about Bigfoot. Do I (laughs) genuinely believe that there's a large ape man out there? No, not really, not really, but I am, fascinated with the fact that Bigfoot is a, a cross-cultural crypto creature and that the, the, there are stories of Bigfoot uh, dating back centuries in all sorts of different uh, societies all over the world. I find that to be really interesting. And Bigfoot to me is is kind of a metaphor almost that always keep an open mind to what seems absurd and always keep asking questions and just keep digging. And even if you yeah. are sort of chasing something silly like Bigfoot, that philosophy in general is is still going to guide you in the right direction. So my love of Bigfoot is more symbolic than it is a genuine belief in a large-footed ape man out there in the woods. As far as aliens, it's not necessarily evidence-based for me. My, my belief in aliens is more probability. Like in the context of an infinite universe, if you have infinite lottery tickets, lottery tickets in this case being... Uh, planets which are hospitable to life it just seems uh, as a matter of probability likely to me that there's another place out there that would have some form of life on it and also we assume that life out there in an infinite universe has to have the same um physical properties as life on this on this planet as in carbon based what if they were weird silicone based uh like total different life form totally that's out there so I, I just I just think that's a matter of probability as opposed to um, direct evidence. Like, here's the spaceships that we've seen flying around. Uh, do you agree with that assessment or? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and then it's just the statistical. In, in terms of the alien thing, it's just the it's, I think it's myopic to believe that it's impossible 
for other life forms to be out there, considering how infinitesimally small our galaxy is compared to the size of the universe. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it be, isn't it statistically more likely that we aren't alone? That's the way I interpret it. Although I've talked with friends about this and it, as far as I can tell, it just depends on what you set up as the numerator and the denominator in your probability. Because to me, I mean, both are really infinite, I suppose, but if you yeah. have infinite planet planets in the numerator, that is the possibilities you have infinite. Uh, we had this weird debate about like, where does infinite belong in that probability fraction? I suppose because it can't his, actually be infinite. The universe can't actually be infinite. Well, we don't know. I mean, as far as we understand, right. but his, his whole point, the counterpoint that was presented to me was no, in the context of basically an infinite denominator, the probability is so small. It is effectively zero. Right. But I don't know. The fraction to me is inf- infinite over infinite. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's, I did my, uh, I did my, you know, uh, freshman algebra, and those, uh, those numerator, the numerator and the denominator are the same. They cancel out. That's one. That's one hundred percent in 100% my percent chance in my math. Infinity um, over infinity equals. I think. One. I think you're right. You're right, uh, yeah. Jimmy P. Have you guys considered the possibility that the vaccine actually does work and is it effective, but against a virus which has yet to be released? When actually designed to wipe out the unvaccinated, thus removing all people who don't blindly follow everything the government says and who are free thinking enough to actually resist. That's a terrifying prospect. Um, No, I had not considered that, but I, dude, the way, I mean, the unvaccinated are, I mean, that's, that's steadily becoming a term for the underclass, the undesirables, the lepers you know uh damn so the idea that that we're going to be we're going to have our rights respected in in the future world going forward no no you're not and do i think that these people are morally square such that they would never abuse their enemies in such a way of course not that i feel bad that i hadn't considered that possibility but now that actually makes me kind of worried cuz that seems i'm not saying likely but more viable than it should be Yikes. Hmm. Is that too tinfoily? You have any pushback or you think that's legit? I don't know. Is anything too tinfoily these days? Just believing what you're shown uh, from politicians in the media. That's the only thing that's too tinfoily. Yikes. Bike burner 69. Most young white people now idolize garbage rap music and degenerate. <laughs> degenerate oh. behavior of color. Sorry, <laughs> I meant to cancel. I meant to take that. What values you would you instill in a child so they don't abandon who they really are? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I mean, in terms of instilling specific values in your children, I'm starting to think that maybe that's a fool's errand that they only learn through the example that you show them. You can tell hmm. your kids to do stuff all the time, but it doesn't really matter if you don't have a stable home life, a quality marriage that they can emulate. And if they don't respect you, if your kids don't respect you, then they're not going to care if you're disappointed in them. Wow. Yeah, I think that's very well put. And I think about my own experience, my parents did very little of telling me or my brother what to do. But what they did do is maintain a committed relationship to each other and build a a stable, healthy home for us to grow up in. And so even though they never told me what to do, I think there was sort of a natural inclination instilled in me to build a life that that is somewhat of... um, a replication of what they did. You know, I mean, yeah. I've, I hope to build a marriage that is as steady as theirs has been. And I hope to raise my kids that 
you know, in a way that they did. They never told me to do that, but they set the example. Right. And so I think you're exactly, I think you're right on. You, you, certainly there are lots of lessons I hope to teach my to, uh, my son with words, but but even more so, I hope to teach him by demonstrating what what a man should be to him. That's that's the number one goal. That's the thing. Yeah. And if, and if he loves and respects you guys and sees that you're living the way that you should be, then he'll always worry about his own behavior and how it's going to affect you and how you'll view him. So Hmm. by the way, ping two who texted me, I haven't gotten a picture of Calvin in like at least a week. So he's already like 40 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know what happens? They just kind of stay the same weight for a little while. Emmeline has been 25 pounds for almost four months now. He's going to catch up to her. That's not that's not far off. 25 pounds. She was so fat. She yeah. was so fat. I was like, I, what is happening here? And then yeah. she just started like. Whoop. And I got to say, um, you know, as an admirer of Emmeline's mullet. That's so Calvin's mullet. mullet is not far behind either. That's, but all that hair is going to fall out. Yeah. It's still that kind of like baby black hair. What's so. his birthday? It was September. September 2nd. September 2nd. Okay. Yeah. Um, did I read this hockey fanatic one? No, no. With the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, I've seen people change their minds and admit they were wrong. They never watched the unedited videos and only learned about it from articles on major news sources. Since we've had access to what happened since almost day one, how responsible are these people for reading the same white supremacist talking points for over a year? They're real fucking responsible. They're incredibly responsible for the media narrative that's surrounding this that is still being perpetuated. Like they're still... Didn't you just make a video about this? Well, I was talking about it earlier. Yeah, I, I posted today. It's like th- this trial is so important for your your self-defense rights, but it's also such a a showcase of how deep the propaganda runs. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the premise, obviously. Um, but I guess uh, I guess the uh, the extension of the question here is how responsible are they for perpetuating this nonsense when all the evidence was right out there on the table the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly have criticism of anybody who forms a strong opinion without looking at the evidence themselves when they had the opportunity to do that at any time. However, anytime someone comes around, I still want that coming around and that open-mindedness and that personal investigation to be encouraged, oh, not discouraged. Fine, I know you're right, yeah. I don't want so we should just keep forgiving them, I guess. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I would, I would tend toward forgiving on this. Um, but I don't think that the conversation that you're talking about, which is like, yeah, uh, just so you know, they're doing this to you on lots of other topics, by the way, this is just the one that you have all the video on. I don't think you have to shame them, but this is a great teachable moment for people to realize, um, this is, but one example, this is not an outlier. This is common practice. Yeah. Kitchen Sink says a bit of a white pill for me has been some of my closest friends have started thinking about small scale prepping and they've gotten firearms and begun training on my advice and are starting families. My question is, how has your networking been going in your area and what is your general philosophy on networking? Well, oh my I don't know gosh, about you. he looks just like you. Oh, did you did you get one? He looks well, so he, different. He does have the giant skull. I can report at his last measurements, 88th percentile cranium circumference. Look so at that big noggin. Giant weird head on that baby. I think it's got oh. your, your wife's mouth. Yeah, but maybe. this it's, is all you. you. You can see. See, I can't see it, but. Oh, he's so sweet. 
Right? Yeah. Well, Look at him been, with his arms up in the air. Aww. He's been screaming all day. Although I did take him on a walk earlier today and, you know, I had him out. It's like 40 degrees. It might have been a little too cold to have him. Oh, but we okay. went on Just a long walk and I was on. listening to Binger, you know. Trying, you were trying in a not rage. to rage. You're just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the question: How how has your networking been going in your area? I I am admittedly still terrible at this. I I just, you know, I like to have my own kind of. I just I like having my family. I like doing what I do, and that that's enough for me. So, am I doing a great job at like, you know, local organizing and stuff? No, I am not. Um, and I should. Oh, I'm killing I'm, it there. I'm just doing a you, great you're, job. You're way ahead of me, I'm sure. It sounds like you've got a lot more networking uh, in your area than I do. Yeah, it's um, it's been going great. And my general philosophy with networking is uh, the men should just go shooting together and the mm. women should just cook. And if you're looking for ways to network, if you cook things, people will come is mm. what I've learned. Yeah. I'm just always cooking over here. Yeah. It's, it's also been just been a terrible time in my life to try to do that. I, I keep making excuses and I shouldn't, but it's, it is very tough with a with a newborn because yeah. that newborn is very needy, but also I'm, I really hate screaming children and I don't want to subject other people to screaming children. They're, but uh, so, other people that have kids understand. I just don't want to do it. We, we've they taken understand. him to restaurants and stuff, so it's not we. It's not no, that we you, never take. You gotta him have some there. some mom friends, some parent friends. Yeah. And then yeah. when your kid is a shit bag, you're like, my kid's a shit bag too. It's cool. <laughs> well, you know, it's one thing with an infant. Um, I'll just remove him if he's out of control. But you know, it, I think people are a little more understanding of that when it's like a kid who's old enough to kind of understand, and the parent is just letting that happen. That's it's not cool. It's not okay. And I'll never be that parent. I, I know, know your philosophy on that. Yeah. Wait until so. Calvin's a toddler. Yeah, well, I've seen some, I've seen some defeated dads walking around Target, allowing their kids to scream. That that I know it's easy to say from afar, like that'll never be me. That'll never be me. You understand? <laughs> never. That kid is removed okay. from the scene, ASAP. Okay. Right. We, we just got to catch up with go. chat, and we'll call it a night. Um, thank you for the email questions, guys. As a reminder, if you want to send an email question to the show, contact page of the website mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact look for the call-in show question form and submit it there okay we're good on d live let me refresh tippy stream yawn you know um i'm just tired. as i mentioned i'm not the biggest sucker for like you know cuteness and all that but baby yawns baby yawns man if they don't tug on your heart a little bit oh they're so cute with their little mouths and baby sneezes (laughs) yeah Baby yawns and sneezes, man. They'll get me a little bit. Oh, man. All right. Knuckle Hunky Buck says, hey, vets, happy Veterans Day Eve. Be sure to get to bed before the Statue of Liberty gets to your house to leave ammo under your Liberty tree. I hope you were brave all year. Otherwise, you just get blanks. You know, someone had already um, I saw a picture of someone who's already manufacturing, uh, you know, like our friends at Sonoran. They make all those great Sonoran Defense. They make all those great magazines with the memes engraved on them and pictures. Yeah, and things. yeah picture of alec baldwin i don't know if sonoran was making it i should reach out Ooh. to them maybe they will but i saw one that was a uh, picture of alec baldwin and it said probably blanks that was a great <laughs> magazine I'd, <laughs> I'd like to have that one uh thank you knuckle hockey buck and and indeed happy veterans day he also says uh rumor has it that jump kick man uh wait jump kick man's glowing went down to 40 lumens that day is he a fed he might be mm. he might have learned his 
kicking uh, skill in the FBI training center. I don't know. Uh, the old glowy. Um, yeah. Are we good over there? Yeah, we're set. Miss Megan Davis, you sent us the same super chat twice for kind of a substantial amount of money. So if you want us to send mm. some of that back, please shoot us an email. Um, on 10-24-21, Gross Queef tweeted a photo depicting himself giving aid to someone that he captioned it, Antifa at work, hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse. I think he's the one who didn't care if he killed someone that night. Love the and show, guys. Just to show how confident this jackass is, he's been tweeting during the trial. Like I know. He was calling Jack Posobiec a pussy or something like that. Like, why weren't what his attorneys like, shut up, dude? It's, what are you doing? I, I, yeah, I don't understand it. And it's not just during this trial. Keep in mind, he also has the, the civil lawsuits. He has a federal lawsuit. He has a lawsuit against the city of Kenosha and county. And he's out there tweeting like a jackass because he knows that nobody's going to hold him accountable for all of yeah. this nonsense that I he's know. done. Oh, his smug face. Jimmy says, Binger deserves the same punishment that he's trying to give Kyle. Wouldn't that be something? Life imprisonment? I mean, this is malpractice, yeah, what we're watching. It, yeah, definitely. This These is should uh, be disbarred. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that the governing authorities for attorneys in Wisconsin are, are watching this and thinking, oh yeah, this is totally fine. This conduct is perfect uh perfectly acceptable within our profession but i for all i know those those organizations are corrupted too yeah do whatever you want as long as you support the right politics that's all we yeah. care about yep brady Sutliff, did you guys seek kyle today also murdoch <laughs> released 12 chapters of his book on chan a few days ago it's linked on the dot net website haven't gotten to it yet but there's your update mm. huh the yeah uh, a couple of people have mentioned to me the the c the c kyle incidental mentions throughout the trial have been kind of a little enjoyable Easter egg. Um, incompetent hands. Uh, Hey, here's $10. Now implement my movie segment format format. <laughs> damn it. No, but seriously, I started watching that dope sick show. turns out the FDA is super corrupt. Who knew? Oh, that's a show called. There's a show called dope sick. Yes. Interesting. Um, James Faith. Thank Hi, Blonde. Know. Where can I contact you for a private conversation in particular on advice? Uh, just shoot me an email, blonde in the belly of the beast at gmail.com, and we can chat through that. Um, Rami M says, Gage Unicep Grosscrest. <laughs> I had not thought of that. Do we go with Unicep or Monicep? Even though biceps <laughs> is a singular term, but you know, that's a good bit. I like that. Um, Bill Biz, as opposed to the Chauvin case, the white pill and Rittenhouse trial might be the optics. Videos clearly show Kyle being attacked. That's probably true. Okay. Saw a delightfully poor taste meme. Actually, it was from um Stephen Ignoramus, who who has, you know, listened to the show for a long time. Remember the guy who once made a song for our show, like the Wednesday call-in show? I yeah. Played it. Yeah. Yeah, that was Stephen Ignoramus, and he still does his own streams. Um, and he posted a meme. Uh, earlier today on Twitter, I was admiring because it was Kyle Rittenhouse's face on Derek Chauvin and he was kneeling on Binger, who of course was George Floyd, but it was just the yeah, perfect yeah. amount of poor taste. Yeah. It was a great Photoshop. Yeah. Kind of low res, but well done. Um, Philip Hayden, Central Texas folks, remember we are having a meet up at Liberty mm. Barbecue on Saturday. Everyone south of Austin is welcome to park at my place safe and carpool up to round rock for the joy come on if you don't go there you're a huge fag i have received emails from a lot of people in the area curious about the meetup as in uh, barbecue or whatever kind of meat preparation you guys are doing uh 
So my point is send me an email if you'd like to connect with those people and I can link you into that email thread. Um, Slosher, I agree with Blonde. The last two years have shown me that 60 to 80% of people just want to be told what to think. H.L. Mencken said, the average man does not want to be free. He simply wants to be safe. Truer words have never been spoken. It broke Skag's heart a little bit. Did everybody Dude, rewind it? Look at his face. It's so discouraging. So and uh, it's it's especially discouraging in the context of men. I understand why women have that inclination. And I'm not saying that dismissively of women. Yeah. They they have that that inclination and that role for a reason. And it's necessary. But for men to seek the control of others is it's not only a route to a terrible life. It's It's just... Mm-hmm. It's like anti-biological, man. It's like we, it really we've is, had our yeah. very natural instincts subverted, which is really strange. Yep. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, John Bounds. Just wanted to share this Tucker comment from tonight on Rosenbaum. He died like he lived, touching a minor who didn't yeah. want it. Absolutely savage. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. great. I've um, seen it- those <laughs> circulating, so... You know, I, maybe it was a, a little bit of a stolen joke because I've seen that on Twitter. All over. However, Still I'm glad to, to see it that it, it got to Tucker's broad audience because it, it deserves as many eyes and ears as it can get. He has writers anyway. Can you really yeah. plagiarize something from the Internet if people are writing your show? Well, the writers can certainly. But, you know, I understand, too, if you're wanting to deliver that joke, it's sort of awkward to be like, well, uh. You know, uh, Joe Blow 69 XX on Twitter said, <laughs> yeah. you know, you just kind of go, you got to go with it. I get it. When memes get credibility, I'm fine. You, you, you release a meme into the universe and then it's everybody's property. Isn't that the beauty of it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, it's like, weren't they trying to pin Pepe on somebody once? Uh, I know that the creator of Pepe tried to make that a whole legal ordeal. And yeah. go after people because he didn't That's like right. how Pepe had been perverted in his mind. Yeah, what a fag. Um, yeah. Eric Burns March. Don't encourage critical thinking. It's dangerous. Sign the old gray lady. Yeah. Gizmo 79. Check out Kyle Warner, mountain biker who had terrible reaction to vaccine. React 19 is tracking 5,000 vaccine reactions. This was on an autoplay. Um, I, I didn't have time to watch it, but it was on autoplay today. And it has like, I think, 2 million views. You got referred to a vaccine skeptic yes, video on YouTube? I could YouTube? not believe it. No yeah. fucking way. Wow. Yeah. Um, Meg Davis, this is your second super chat, so I'm going to skip it. Um, it's the same as the last one I read. Jay Dubsky, uh, a caller asked what are we are being distracted from. The Steele dossier is, current, is currently being unraveled, I believe, in court. The thing is that no one, even the people that are aware of it, give a shit. I don't give a shit because I already knew this was nonsense back in 2017. Well, yeah, you, you, that is one case where you wonder who the person is who who looks at the the story on that and goes, "What? What a revelation!" I, I know that was yeah. all. I mean, we're we're confirming what was known prior. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't know who the people who are uh, shocked to learn that one is. Joshua or, or, Champion. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, whether you believe in aliens or not depends on how you think the world was formed. A biblical view suggests that we are the only sentient beings in the universe, but it's not definitive. Secular view would suggest otherwise. Ugh, <laughs> that's probably true. I don't know how to square that circle with what I've said, so I'm going to move on. Ah, and damn I'm not, it, that's I'm, the last super chat. I, I and can't I'm not basing on. mine in like a, a theological teaching, obviously. I'm just basing it in a mathematical assumption, mathematical or probability guess yeah so 
I don't know. And that, that it does, but to think about that, it does raise interesting moral questions. It's like, mm-hmm. if there is life way out there, um, is the assumption that that is also the domain of, or, and, or the creation of the same God that we conceive of right now, or is it something right. different or is it, what is it? Yeah. How do, how do you think of life in a far away, potentially unreachable planet in the context of God as the creator and kind of the, the, the owner and operator of this earthly existence. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're good. Hmm. Thank you guys for the thoughts. Appreciate it. Let me do a quick refresh before we get out of here. All I know is there's one and only one Bigfoot and uh, he is in the image of God indisputably wherever he may be at this hour. Um, yeah, we're good. Thank you guys for, uh, for the chats. And thank you for the calls tonight. We appreciate it. And of course, um, we will get back into this Kyle stuff, I'm sure, on Sunday. I'll probably make a video about it in the meantime. I hate... I feel like I'm, I'm talking about Kyle Rittenhouse too much, but I just think this is so... Just such an important thing to watch and, and such a crucial cultural moment. And I foresee conflict on the other side of it, no matter how this ends. So Yeah, it's going to be I'll a certainly disaster. keep an eye on it. And whatever else happens between now and Sunday as well. And I don't want to spread rumors, but we might have uh, an old friend coming by on the Sunday show. That'll be fun. See you then.